In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Snap it, crack it. Guess who's back? Pop it. Back again. (laughs) Welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode number 26. Um, Really quick before we start the show, as usual, our Patreon is patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project. Big, big, big thank you to all the people that have been adding it up. Um, We do have the Annie, how do we say Annie's last name? Nagging Gas. As or N- Nagan Gas. Nagan Gas. Any Nagan Gas uh, story, which will be our first Patreon. Um, I'm going to edit that up and put that out there for the people that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to hear that, it's only going to be available on Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project. Donate whatever you feel comfortable doing, and you will have access to that. Yep. And I think we're also going to do, um, I was thinking about adding maybe some sort of... Uh, 
a discount or like a early because our merch sells out fast mm -hmm. like as soon as we get it especially with mm -hmm. the covid stuff it's like a big delay yeah we have a bunch of new hoodies we got beanies coming we got sunglasses coming we got oh, we're gonna oh, yeah. release that info oh, oh, oh i guess damn. we just did yeah yeah, yeah. Those are going to be a hot ticket. There's but what I'm thinking, there's not. But what I'm saying is if you're a Patreon member, you have access to buy those things oh, first. Yeah, I like it. Mm. Yeah. So, so before it's released to everyone, maybe everyone that's a Patreon will be able to buy, yeah. to have the option to purchase yeah. some merch before it goes to anyone else. Because a lot of times, a lot of those sizes mm -hmm. sell out right away. They do. You know, so it, it'll kind of be more of a um, incentive for someone to be a patron and get some of the shows that we're going to have, some of the stories, and maybe a earlier access or a yeah, discount. More too. exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Anything exclusive that we can do, I like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. And these shades are definitely going to be exclusive. Oh, man. I can't wait. They're man, money. when you brought that to the table the other day, I was like, hell yeah, dude. They are looking yeah. hot. And they're polarized, too. Yeah. Perfect. For all our fishermen so out there. Yeah. Are you ready? They have a, a couple different pieces of Alaska flair on them. They're going to they be pretty a, rad. And outside of being dope, they got a, a function to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See the fish. And they're going to be reasonably priced, dude. It's not going to be yeah. like some crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Super crazy good stuff. value. Isn't that yeah. crazy about sunglasses, man? You go and buy like a $300 set and smash them in the hood of your truck like a week later, and you go buy like a $17 set at the gas station, and yeah. then you still have them five years later. I don't know what the yeah, deal is with that. One but. nice pair. I had these Maui gyms I used for fishing. Ooh, they were so nice. You never want to lose a pair of Maui gyms. And uh, it was kind of crazy because that was the year the twins were born early, and then we named pa Paxson after Paxson Lake. You know, I guess I named him. And then, you know, I missed, <laughs> yeah. I missed the trip that year to the Golcana. And then uh, Joe Hegedus and Brandon stayed back, Carl, and uh, we went oh, for like a short one, trip. The one, one after, raft. right? One raft, short trip. And uh, we were going across the lake and we caught up to this other raft. And right when we were passing them, they were Oren. We had motor shitty weather. And it was like right where you lose phone service, you know, about to lose phone service. And they were with someone else, but they had already like got to the outlet and started headed down. And it, this, uh, the girl and the, the, there was, a two adults, a male and a female. And then there was this girl, like she was about 13. Um, she starts going into a seizure, like right when we pass them. And I, we wouldn't even been what? looking back, but I was looking back because I was driving the motor mm. and they start freaking out. And she's in this massive, um, what's it called? A grand mall seizure. So, and it, so we have like immediately kick the boat around and get back and the, Two adults had no idea what to do, um, and, but Brandon and I had, you know, basic first responder training a bunch of times. So, um, not that we're good at this. Um, so we kind of boarded. I boarded their boat, um, and then I realized that my sunglasses on, and it was raining and stuff. So I threw. I like looked at Brandon, and he made eye contact me, and I just like took him off straight forward and threw him to him. And it was like that moment where like he's. I mean, it was the best man at his wedding. Like he knows what I, my eye contact means, but he was so worried about the girl. He wasn't paying attention to me, even though he's looking at me and the sunglasses fly like three inches over his head into the water. And I was like, Oh, I lost those. So anyway, I jumped into the boat and, uh, and then, uh, she was, at, it was like super rare, but she actually was choking on her tongue. Oh. And, uh, and so we had to help her with that. And then we got everything kind of stabilized 
and uh, kind of like gave her space in there. And then we used, we actually didn't have phone service right there. So we used, we had a sat phone. We called uh, the emergency services. And then luckily we had the motor and motor on back to shore. Um, but yeah, it was like a crazy experience. And it was so unique because like if, <sighs> I always thought it was weird, like the universe was telling me something because, you know, the kids were burned way early in the NICU. And then we named the kid Paxson after one of my favorite places to go. And then we're in Paxson Lake when this happened. It was like, we wouldn't have been there if he wasn't the one that kicked his way out early. Mm. Like mm. physically kicked his way out early. So it was, it was kind of a cool little, and we checked in on the girl later and she hasn't had one since. Wow. Yeah. It was a really cool, cool story. Anyway. Paxson Lake said, so that's, oh, I'm going to take it. So Brandon knows you do sunglasses. Is that the, the moral of the yeah, story? We'll, we'll turn yeah. it around a few more years later on the river. <laughs> I was paddleboarding with his sunglasses and they fell in the water. So oh. <laughs> we're even. That's hilarious. The one oh. nice pair of sunglasses I had, I went to Janessa Alexia's sister's wedding in Nicaragua. Oh, and we were so on there. Were like some aviator flyboy shit. Oh like, man, it was like the first time I bought like some badass like two hundred dollar <laughs> glasses, dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be stunting out here in Nicaragua, which is what you yeah, don't yeah. want to do. You right. know, like <laughs> you just leave all your stuff at home. Don't wear any jewelry. Yeah, anything. nothing nice for anybody to take. So we go on this boat ride, and everyone's like, oh, let's go skinny dip and jump in this lake, Lake Nicaragua or whatever. And I was like, yeah, right with my sunglasses on, Ooh. gone, gone. <laughs> you were diving the rest of the day. That was it. No, yeah. they were yeah, they were way, way, way gone. So I went and bought some like, you know, twenty five cent ones. Yeah, and they did almost as good. I as still you. have those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jack, your story was pretty epic. It was crazy. That was like, man, that is a crazy like life experience situation. Yeah, an Alaskan twist with yeah. it being like the float and. And thank goodness it happened there. Yeah. for her and that family, and it oh, wasn't it was somewhere. 60 miles down the river where there's like no nothing yeah and man like the universe was meant to bring all yeah. those there's energies those, and things together or something man I'm not a spiritual guy but shit just happens like that yeah i definitely i definitely am like spiritual in the sense of like connected to the universe and that was yeah. one of those moments you yeah. just knew it when it was happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i've had a few others we can share some sure. other that time was, that was really cool yeah it was that cool was really cool yeah, I told Paxton that story. He, yeah. he, you know, he doesn't understand the gravity, gravity, gravity. Um, Not yet, but yeah. uh, but he, you know, he he knows it's his story, kind of. Yeah, it's cool. So he's That's connected awesome. to that girl. I always in loved some his way. name too, and I knew when when you said his name, I was like, I don't know exactly why you named him that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and then my nephew's name is Paxton. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you can mix that up a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. my grandfather calls him Paxton. Oh, he does. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's not Paxton. Yeah. Which is his name with a T. Yeah. He calls him Paxton. Is it T E N? Or o -N. Owen. Paxton. Yeah, Paxton. Okay. Yeah. Which is yeah. more common than right. Paxton. And Paxton. P A X S O N. Yeah, much more oh, I didn't common. Know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Paxton. Paxton is specific for that lake name. Yeah. Oh. And Paxton is like kind of a, maybe what's becoming a popular name. It is boy pretty. Paxton is pretty popular. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And um, both really cool names. Yeah, Paxton's is really cool because like I also love Paxton Lake. I love the area. I love driving by that. <clears throat> in back in the day when we go run the Denali mm -hmm. and go kill caribou and stuff, and my dad would always we stop at the lodge and see all the big lakers yeah, that came yeah. out of the lake, and it was just always something cool. And yeah. was, I loved going there this summer for the first time, finally yeah. and fishing yeah. it. It's I mean it's a super Alaskan place. I mean mm -hmm. not just because of um, the area it is there, right at like the old Denali, but um, 
and then all the rich heritage of um, like the trail systems and stuff they had there, yep. um, like the old roadhouses. But also because the Trans Alaska Pipeline, which means a lot to Alaska. I mean, it built Alaska what we know of modern Alaska, and it's right there. So you you know you see that yeah. too. So it's it is way cool. It's really unique and uh, and uh, has a special place. Speaking That's about why. that, the old. Uh, lodges and all that should we tell them our idea or we don't want nobody to steal it oh i wouldn't tell anyone the idea okay mm-hmm. it's Let's a good see. damn good idea okay and i mean I it's, it's something for we'll all the patreon people yeah, after. Maybe. Oh, okay yeah okay. maybe we'll tell the patreons patreon okay yeah cool. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's patreon. a good good idea if it's, it has anything to do with keeping roadhouses and lodges alive man i'm behind it because that's one thing that's unfortunate that's dying in Alaska, and yeah. if you've lived here your life, you know, back in the day, I mean, hell, my, my folks, like a weekend thing was like, go hit the Glen Highway and like hit all the roadhouses. Yeah, you don't need to bring a cooler. You don't have to bring no, nothing. Mm-hmm. No, no. You there's going to be somewhere to eat. there. Yeah. Drink. It was inexpensive back then. Mm-hmm. Fuel wasn't expensive. You pile six people in a car right and go rip to Glen Allen for the weekend and back and you hit all the spots in between. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a hell of a time. Yeah. And, but th- those places don't exist anymore like that like no i mean i hit eureka roadhouse this past weekend nice well if you think about it like fuel cars like go a lot longer in their fuel now yeah and you had to make more stops and there wasn't like the hub where you could get a burrito and all that crap and like on the way like you had to stop at a roadhouse to get a bite yeah a cup of coffee yeah you know oftentimes you probably met with an old buddy or ran into somebody there which was cool too and it's like I don't know. I, I don't know that it'll ever come back to the glory days of what it was, but I definitely miss like the glory of right. the Alaskan Highway Roadhouse. A lot of nostalgia. The lodge. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think the new roadhouse is called Three Bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right. nothing against Three Bears. Really cool that you can pretty much go anywhere now and oh, get pretty much the same stuff that's at right. Costco or whatever. Oh, dude. You forgot something, you know. Before you forgot something, that was it. You forgot it. Yeah. You know, now it's like, oh, we'll just hit one of the eight three bears Mm -hmm. on the way. Yeah. Grab nine volt batteries. I think there's 11. Yeah. We have double shovel in all of them now. You sure do. I saw it. A lot of our specialty cider goes to them. They sell beer and alcohol? Bro, Mm -hmm. they got the bears den. Oh. Is that what it's called? The bears den? That's correct. I didn't pick up on that when I went in there. Well, you know, they originated out of Toke. I think the original store's in Toke. But they're like, you know, small community like Healy, for instance. Mm -hmm. We were rolling through Healy up to our hunt this last week. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, timing was tight. Real quick, we rolled in. We gassed up. I was like, yo, why don't we just hop in here? You get beer. I'll get the food. We were out of there in 35 minutes and had all of our supplies that I could have gotten Anchorage. Yeah. It's a little more expensive, right? Because to get it out there and everything else. But I felt good about... You know, dropping 200 bucks there for groceries and beer and everything we needed for the week. And and providing that community mm-hmm. shot in the arm, traveling through. And mm-hmm. yeah. I loved it. I was like, man, this is cool that you can swing by a little town in the middle of nowhere and like yeah. load up completely on groceries. Yeah, three birds is great. Through. I, I loved awesome it. It was cool, Alaska. man. And Healy's badass, by the way. I love Healy. Healy. Oh, yeah, man, Healy's dude. fun. Yeah. Yeah, like going on there. We can get into that some other time in detail, but Healy is a cool place with Usabelli and all the restaurants and bars and the lodges and quite places. Quite a nightlife, huh? Oh, big time! It's lively. Yeah. It's very lively. I never actually yeah. went out there. At it's night. really cool. All the minor boys come out at night and the it's full black faced. 
Full blackface. The, to- <laughs> the totem's open until like black three. Lung. Yeah. Yeah, the totem ends open until like three o'clock in the morning. So Ooh. it's like, oh, yeah. Is that a bar? Yeah. Okay. That's where everybody leaves 49th and goes there. Goes there. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> like, shop. this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> From what I remember, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, that's but, funny. Yeah, man. It was. Yeah, it was that's you great. You know, that, that road tripping thing, it's just changed in Alaska. It, was, it ain't like it used to be. But it's still cool, too, because Healy wasn't like that back then either. Yeah. You know what I mean? No reason to stop there. And there are some beautiful lodges and some places that got it going on. So let's not get it twisted. There's a lot of really great places yep. to visit in between on your highway runs. And uh, just takes a little homework and looking into it and finding them. And there's tons of reviews on everything anymore. So, But that Roadhouse Lodge thing is just like, it was a little bit before our era, I think. It was more of our folks' time. I'm sure John and Mommy and Poppy could tell you. Oh, you they know, used to go oh. and just hit those lodges up and be there and camp yeah. and drink yeah. and party and yeah. stay in the little cabin they have in the back or whatever. That was like their or thing. Or sleep in the car. Like, I mean, the people just. Yeah. Good old days, right? And the old uh, Dodge, Dodge uh, Ram. Ram Charger? Ooh, the Ram yeah. Charger, yeah. Oh, the, the old SUV right. style. Had oh, yeah. Nice Ram Charger. On the front. Dude, the Ram oh, yeah. Charger had a big back seat you could fold down, man. It made oh, a good yeah. bed, dude. Yep. Uh, <laughs> had the little window that that slid down and yeah. the little, had like the little um, vent thing like you see in motorhomes oh, that you twist the, up on, yeah. the, on the ceiling that <laughs> yeah. went up and down. <laughs> That's uh, actually one of the reasons why I have a little claustrophobia. I think I said this before on the podcast. I don't know if I have. Oh, yeah. But my dad used to put the... The seat down, but then there's still a little space in the back, and he'd put a he put a piece of plywood there, uh, and like I, me, me and my sister would sleep under there, and, but you're like trapped in there. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So one night I woke up in a panic, dude. I'm right. like, well, I can't get out. Blah. I'm like kicking the thing, and ever since then, I don't know. I still built some crazy uh, tunnels. I was a tunnel maker, like snow tunnels. Nice. Ooh. You bring a candle in them. Oh, dude. So warmed up. <laughs> really quick. So we 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 grew up you rabbit know, hole in here. We're yeah, hole in quick heart. rabbit hole, dude. Where the Alpine apartments are there off the highway. Oh yeah. We grew up back in that neighborhood before, before, before the Alpine there. apartments were there. Yeah, okay, yeah. which and that's where I learned to four wheel and catch frogs and yeah. that was our little, it was playground. little swamp, right? Yeah, we used yeah. to love going back there. And then they built the Alpine apartments, which became a whole different playground. Like we would play tag in those buildings and go on the roof and do shit we shouldn't have. But then in the winter they would pile these huge, huge snow piles like yeah. they do now in cola sacks and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And me and my brother and my friends, we'd go and make like, and you know, Super Mario's was out big time then. Oh, yeah. And the tunnels, dude, I'd build yeah. like sideways tunnels and upwards tunnels and then tunnels that go all the way down and connect to all two, like a slide. Yeah. I would go home, get like a, a Tupperware of water, bring it back, pour it in there. Go back home, get more water, <laughs> board, put it in there. So they would freeze and it'd just be like an ice slide. Yeah, yeah. In there, dude. And then you play with that. And then one day you come back and it, <laughs> the uh, it gets torn up by the city or whatever. Right, they right. come and like take it all down. You're like, oh man, all that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hours and days. Nothing like rework. It's slick. Yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> Plow it up again. Yeah. That was when we got a lot of snow too back then. Those yeah. would be there like all winter long. Yeah. I tell my kids, we used to like backflip off the top part of our house. You know, into the snow. Yeah. Oh, sure. I wouldn't dare sure. think about doing uh-huh. that. No, like no, King no. of the Mountain and shit. Just kids oh, yeah. trashing and you each just other. Roll up the big, uh, the, the biggest like snowball you could, and put like three of them in the middle of the street, and just sit back and wait for <laughs> some big Dodge Ram to come and just bam. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> everyone's like looking around, and you're hiding in your little fort, you know, and 
three little peephole and stuff. And oh yeah. And then you'd see like all the little cars going around it, and then all of a sudden one big truck is just like, I know what's going on here. <laughs> just slam, slam. You're like ah, you know, everyone jumps up and raises their hands and stuff. Just uh, love that. That's awesome. That was great. Nice little. Uh, a funny other little thing is, lame, yeah, lame there, huh? yeah, yeah. I learned to ice skate on my street. Oh, really? Right. Because back then they didn't sand mm-hmm. or they didn't gravel. It no was way. just like an ice sheet. Yeah, yeah. So I, my, I got Canadian flyers, like mm-hmm. zero ankle support. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when I was, that was like my best Christmas ever. I got like a twenty-two and Canadian flyers. Nice. Oh man, dude, I was out there like skating with the rifle. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like. Sh- you know what I'm saying running around because there's no there were like five houses on that street yeah yeah you yeah. know I'm out there like trying to learn how to skate like a Bambi and then we would skate all the way to the school because uh-huh. they they started building like uh, ice rinks at the school oh, yeah and I would leave the house with my skates on skate all the way the to the school up the hill down down the hill skate all day and skate back home you know <laughs> just be just flopping around with those ankles is just no support Damn, with my hammer pants folded. Yeah, just hammer pants out from my grandma. I didn't have the real ones. Yeah, that's right. My grandma had to make some slap bracelet on with the true Colombian colors, dude. Oh, you know, I did rocking like a big boom box on your shoulder. Oh, we didn't have that. We didn't have Uh, boom boxes. Start with those Canadian flyers. Yeah, well, we went from uh, from there. We talked about sunglasses being lost, you know, we went there. Talk about lodges. Um, what we were going to talk about today? Oh, well, we we're going to talk about uh, hot August hunting stories. There it is. Mm. So um, the three of us have been on multiple trips, some together, some with uh, some of our other buddies. Um, so we kind of want to give everybody a little recap of um, you know our what, adventures, our adventures that yeah. we've been going on. There's yeah. been a lot of cool stuff. There's been some animals that have been taken. Yep. Um, last week, you guys got the sheep story from. Brandon yeah. and Chad, which is getting a lot of good numbers. Podcast just aired here this week, um, 23rd, right? Mm-hmm. Chad was awesome. He oh, was yeah. such a great dude <clears throat> to have on. It's, it's a great listen. If you're a sheep hunter, you're a mountain hunter, you're a hunter, um, you're someone that's looking to get into it, uh, I, I would say it's a great listen in terms of just what it's like really like once you get to a, a, like a – a respectable level of the ability to do it. Yeah. And it, you can relate heavily to a lot of the content that was in that podcast. So I really, really strongly advise anybody to, if you haven't had a chance, get, get a listen. On yeah. That. Like a lot of the like thought process that goes into just like every moment kind of mm-hmm. came out there. Like what's important, yeah. the l- deliberate steps, like what we're thinking about wearing and what, you know, foot care for the rest of the trip and, feet getting wet you know all just all those type of all yeah. the little things to think about and then like the challenge like the internal challenge like stepping into a position where you might not be comfortable with something and then taking that on and be like oh i can do this and that all came out yep. it was really good it was and um it was great to share that and i'm excited to hear about your guys's experience i know we were out the same time and uh one thing i wanted to mention before we get started i thought was so fucking cool was that we were in reach updating and communicating every day yep but we both, were both parties what and tell me more about this yeah and <laughs> i was just like dang i could see jack and daniel like laying in the tent probably wet cold and miserable or 
getting warm from being wet and getting into a nice warm dry stone glacier tent yeah enjoying their greens and uh, you know, I was enjoying my athletic I'm sure greens. Both of you I were, was enjoying. Uh, my greens. I know everyone was enjoying their greens. That's why <laughs> yeah, I had to do yeah. the wink, wink <laughs> on that one. But I was, you know, laying in a tent next to Chad, bullshitting in that that time, and I was just like, "This is the first time I've ever experienced this." Where I was like, "I wanted to know how you guys were doing," and we were able to like communicate yeah. almost as if we had cell phones, and I'm like. Damn, yeah. man, we've come a long way, dude. That's so cool. Like, so if you badass, don't have an inReach yet, you need to go buy one, even yeah. if it's the mini, so you can communicate yep. with your buddies that have energies too. I was talking with you, and I was also talking with Scott, who was up on the Brooks Range, and I even got a message from Joe when they got theirs. I was like, right. dude, yes. I'm talking yes. to all these dudes that are like yep. way deep yeah, yeah. right yeah. now. Everybody's I'm, off the grid. Everyone's off the grid, yeah. but we're talking like we're in Anchorage. That's what oh, I was yeah, kind of so joking cool. about. Is like with the first night when we went in and set up our tent, um, Daniel had hung up his inReach and hadn't turned off like the the sound notification. So he was getting text messages like we were in town. Like <laughs> it was just like bing, bing, bing. And I'm less like, what was that sound? You know, looking up there, it's like, oh, you're talking to everyone. It's our first day. <laughs> it was really funny. I miss you guys. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, our location's turned off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Make yeah. sure you turn oh, off yeah. the location. Turn off your location. Because that, I got a couple of locations. From you give, you, oh, yeah. Well, you want to like give everybody every detail of what's going on, except for where are you? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, there's yeah, a spot sh- up, in the, up in the woods, you <laughs> yeah. know, Upper Huffman. There's that a spot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Upper Huffman. Where are you going hunting? Killer like hunting, snorkeling and riding, all of it. It, it was kind of cool. I was showing my dad tonight at family dinner. Um, you know, the our trip because he's been back kind of close to where we were. And uh, as I was showing the pictures, I was be like, "And this is where?" And he'd be like, "No, I know exactly where that is because of the inreach." And he was like following us, so he knew like mm. where we went on what oh, ridge each day. Track. Yeah, so he was tracking us right, and so he had already kind of like remembered the path so he could kind of live the path through the tracking on this photo display that I gave him, you know, yeah. it was really cool. And as for that in reach, um, I really think you, I would recommend to everybody that you should just get the full size one with the totally. screen. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Chad had the mini, which was cool. Josh has the mini. I've seen them all in action. And we've talked about this before. What if your cell phone dies? And I'm like, well, we came out of packing that sheep out. We got down there at 15 minutes to sundown. It had completely fogged in. So it was twice as dark 30 minutes before it should have been dark mm-hmm. to the point where you just about had to turn on your headlight, which was actually worthless because the fog was so thick that you, the reflection off the light just right. messed you up. Well, my phone was on 12% and it was pissing rain. And I didn't yeah. want to pull it out in the pissing rain. Yeah. Because it was in a phone scope bracket adapter, mm-hmm. which means it's not covered or watertight mm-hmm. or anything like that. And so I had my inReach on my bino harness. Thanks to the bino harness mm-hmm. review, boys. That's Dude, fucking what a badass. hot tip, man. That's the way to go. Yeah. Bro, I grabbed that thing, popped it off. Now it's dangling with its carabiner. And I was like, all right. And me and Chad were over it. We got pretty frustrated. We couldn't find our camp at the very end. We stumbled down and it was like, Fuck, everything looks the same, and it's getting dark, and it's foggy, and it's just, like, pouring. I'm 500 feet away from the tent, and I'm like, man, dude, we're, like, right here. I followed it and reached the way I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. Got it all calibrated and followed the 
compass and the whole thing. I was like, oh, shit, there's the tent. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's where it comes in. I didn't want to pull my phone out. And you know what? If my phone had died, like, what if I got stuck up there for yeah. 45 minutes, an hour longer, and then the phone died? Yeah. yeah. What if I f- slipped on my side and on a rock? Yeah. And uh, instead of cutting my leg, it smashed the screen on my oh, phone totally. that's in my pocket. There Worthless you to you. Yeah, the so, mini, so there's no, you can't see anything. It's on all that. good. If you want to get the mini, you're a minimalist and you want to roll that way, go for it. It's still all good. Make sure you keep your phone charge protected and you take the extra steps to do that or just get the full size in reach. Yeah. Explorer plus whatever that is. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have the ability to not have to use your phone. Totally. And then you learn how to use that thing too because it's, there's it's, so many tips and tricks on that yeah, thing yeah. And we, and we can get into that on another review i just wanted to make that clear because i had an experience that was yeah. like real lifetime yeah, shit yeah. and i was like wow i'm glad i had this had instead you, of the other did you have your um waypoint marked at camp i did so and did you just bring up the waypoint and do a route to it or no i could have done that but but when i saw 500 feet i just kind of followed yeah yeah, yeah. started walking and angling yeah. and it was like okay boom found the direction yeah and chad was on on x hunt and he's like kind of like all over the place walking circles yeah. And I kind of went the wrong direction the first time, but then redirected, and I was like, oh, it's right up here. And then we walked right into the tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, damn, man. Funny. Hey, you're only 500 feet away, but if you don't know where it is, mm-hmm. that 500 feet could take an hour or hours to find. Oh, totally. as you Especially if you're in, in some circles. brush. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it could have been you worse. Know? It wasn't brushy. It was yeah. just Cloud- shitty and cloudy. cloudy. Yeah, I mean, we mm-hmm. could still walk around. I mean, there was hills and rocks and lots of obstacles and, and hazards, but... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway my little like rant on that i just feel like yep. if you're like listening to this and you're like i'm not sure which one to buy let me tell you what yeah buy the one with the freaking screen so you can see it that's so right. you don't have to and, rely on your phone and there's some, like a newer one that i heard is not as good as the orange one that we all have oh they already oh, yeah because when i was looking to buy mine oh, really? i remember that, that there was a new, i don't know if it did very well though the reviews weren't that good okay. so i ended up buying the orange the orange one yeah um, yeah which you know has been flawless, and I thought the coolest new trip trick on that was how you can choose a waypoint anywhere on the map and make the trail. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then sit, yeah. make the route from where you are to that point. Right. You know? And we we tried to do the point thing with it, but I had I didn't figure that out, and I started thinking about it. The one that we used last year that to do the point was the Rhino. So I have to do more research if we can actually do it with the inReach. Is that the new one, the Rhino? No, no the no, Rhino no, no. is the one that the also has it's walkie-talkie. A, it has a walkie-talkie. Oh, that's cool. So I need to figure out if I can if we can actually do the inReach um, point, mm-hmm. and I don't think we can. No, I don't think so, man. But so, but with the Rhino, you can. Um, so maybe they need to add that feature, and that would be mm-hmm. cool. But it I would also probably add a lot of weight if they if it needs that. Like I probably yeah, the Rhino is kind of big. It is big. Yeah. yeah. Those rhinos are awesome for snow machining. Oh, Pull really? that up real quick. I've never seen that rhino. The, the one with rhino? the walkie-talkie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, that you can walkie-talk to other Garmin, other rhinos? Yeah, yeah. Right. So we, cool. we all carry a rhino. They, they've been around a long, t- long time. At Moose Camp. That's like kind of a rule for safety since we're in. You saw the, the territory we the go new, to. New. Right? Like yeah. it's all with all the features and the high willows. Like if you lose someone, you're not going to find them. Yeah. So with the... Um, with the rhino every time you check in with other people it saves that location on your phone on your rhino 
So you know, we all check in every 30 minutes or so. So if someone gets lost out there, we can at least have like a area to lo start looking. Mm -hmm. So the two-way radio and GPS combo. Right. So it's like actual like a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. GPS. Yeah. That's cool. So we all carry these and we have a way older model than that. Yeah. But, I have that um, like original one from 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty much what we have. We had charge it every day. Yeah, it just sucks the battery. I'm sure the new new is like really good. But which it, once I went in reach, I kind of forgot all about these. But to be, to be able to transmit the location is super key. Mm -hmm. You know where yeah. someone's at, especially mm -hmm. after a moose is down or something. You know, could you yeah. just drive right to it? Yeah, you That's save perfect. that spot and yeah. route to it. Yep. Yeah, actually, I had to use that little waypoint deal. Not the I don't have that walkie-talkie one. On and we'll get into that story on my caribou hunt where. I went off to go make this stock on this caribou. Yeah. And Chad was still back at his ATV um, with his with his wife. And then when I once I got the, the caribou down, I was like, here's where I'm at. Right. Can you come down here with the rhino or not? You know. Yeah. Either way, this is where I'm at. Yep. You know, so you can get to me because it was allery and down right. in some things, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. Rhino the side-by-side. Right on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think one important thing to mention, just for like the people that don't hunt that listen to this, wait, we're not using these electronics in the efforts to kill something. No, like it's uh, only yeah, for no. safety, and it's and after that's something right. has been harvested. Yeah, I'm glad you made that point because it's, it's well, that's illegal, that. right? It's yeah, illegal. It's so specifically, you're not allowed to do that, and and takes away fair chase. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Exactly. But it's really great after the fact because there's a lot of things that factor in and variables that happen. Um, some that can be like, I don't say like life threatening and dangerous, but things can go get weird when you get an animal down in a weird spot. And now, you or know, it runs uh, off, you know, you don't make the right shot and it runs off, especially if you're going after a bear. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A lot of times that thing runs off into oh, who sure. knows where. Yeah. It takes four hours before it's actually done. Mm -hmm. Or and it could have like, just been done and you're not comfortable going in alone. Right. You know, which is the smart thing to do right. when you're harvesting bears. You wait a half hour or more. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm sure every guide or any real professional or, um, you know, somebody that's an expert in that would have a different opinion. But, yeah, I mean, these these devices just make it so that your communication efforts are more efficient. And um, I think there's a lot of lives and, and well-beings that are saved or put in a better place because people have these. Oh, totally. These, these uh, this pieces of equipment. But. Absolutely. Anyway, so on that note... You guys went sheep hunting. You guys, from what I understand, went back to an area that Jack was familiar with, but Jack also wanted to see some new territory. Mm -hmm. Daniel, you came along with him on this exploratory mission sheep hunt adventure. First time probably doing a hunt of that sort um, as far as like a deep backcountry backpacking style hunt, right? Um, yeah, we're well, kind there. of a combo I mean, guys, of... of you know, we were going to leave from your guys' family moose moose camp. Yeah. You know, and first impressions for me in that area, I, I'd never been exploring around in that area. Um, the, the ATV trail in general was pretty. Well, let's back up. You guys 
planned? You guys departed? Like, did everything go to plan? Yeah, did it yeah, feel so, good from the beginning? Like, I well, kind of want the full, like, okay. well, I want okay. it from the from the beginning. Like, so, give it to me. Uh, yeah, like, we planned the trip a year ago. I like scenarios and information. We so, planned it. Uh, so, so, you know, I've been going in here uh, for a long time. It's kind of a nasty place to get into. Um, and I've only make the effort to go in once a year, um, you know, for our family trip. Cause it, it's, it's an effort. Um, so, uh, last year, you know, Daniel and I, you know, we're like, let's, let's, let's go in. Um, because <laughs> you know, going, growing up doing something like that, um, and seeing like the magnitude of what's like around the corner, and never be being able to like take the opportunity to to make the push back there um because we you know we're always chasing moose uh and it's a really hard place to hunt moose um so usually you know we get one moose after you know seven to ten days um so there's not time to like kind of push around that corner and then uh you know b we were we were always sheep hunters but usually like if we were doing rams we had already done them that year um so we we just never made the effort to go check it out so it's always been this like fantasy of mine um to get around this corner and see what was back there um so we you know google earth has gotten better all all these things have gotten better so um research tools so like a year ago when i got back from uh, moose camp uh daniel and i sat down and i was like man i really want to do this daniel signed up to go with me um mm -hmm. and so it was kind of like a lifelong mission to go just see what was back there we didn't know if there's gonna be rams back there or not um it, it, we were kind of taking a chance um but we knew we were gonna see beautiful country and but we really didn't know what to expect because uh, that country has lots of features um you're starting in really low elevations um, and you're going to have to walk like river systems up. Like there's no shortcuts. Um, Got to take a drainage. Right. Yeah. So we had it planned and we were going to um, take a flight scene tour up there with a buddy of ours as a plane. But uh, as we were getting closer, there was some potential reasons why we might not go. So mm. Daniel. Yeah. yeah. My knee was acting up. Right. So oh, I was unsure no. if I could do it before beforehand and i had to pull out on the Golcana trip right uh because my well, knee was acting the kusugi, up i mean there was, the there was a couple things that that week was rough like that was a bad to, week for me yeah. i mean i just just something flared up in my in my knee and i was like man this is not good yeah so and then come to find out my knee doctor retired so i had to like begin this process of trying to find yep. a new guy and the only appointment that I could get was like the day we were supposed to be leaving on the Golcana trip. Right, right. And so I'm just like, man, I, I, I got to go see what's going on with this thing because yeah. in my head I'm like, I could miss the Golcana and the Kasugi, but yeah. for a year we'd been planning to go on this yeah. exploration trip. Right. And I was like, I didn't want to back out. You didn't. You're counting on me. There was pretty much no backup plan. Right. You know. And so I was like, well, I'd rather miss out on these trips. And see what the doctor says and to be able to go on this yeah. on this trip. Which worked out which worked out fine. Yeah, yeah. And I went to the doctor and it wasn't anything major, got the MRI and all the right all the stuff. And so that gave me a lot of reassurance yeah. that I could go on right. the trip. And honestly, I didn't want to go with anyone else. I mean, we had planned it for a year. Um mm -hmm. 
it's super dangerous right in. It's kind of like not, you know, there's not a lot of moose back there, but it, there's also not like a lot of people. So like, I didn't want to introduce the area to new people, um, either. Um, but like the danger of the four wheel trail and then like trusting people that would be able to save my life, you know, um, yep. to go with me on a trip like that. Just, be, just because, you know, it is a long ways in, um, and it's not like easy, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's a hard place to be. Um, that trail is, has a, a mix of everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's it, what it sounds like. It's, it's, you said it was, a hell I'd of say a mileage wise, in. it's mm -hmm. not a long time. It's not a lot of miles, but to get to where your guys' camp is, is not easy. No, and we no. weren't pulling trailers. No, like no, we no. were, we weren't, we're going in for sheep hunt. So we're not like super loaded. I can only right. imagine when you guys are going in there for your two week hunt, yeah. fully locked with the pack rat and yeah. all this stuff and, you know, yeah. beers and steaks and, all, you know, everything yeah. that you do on a moose hunt. Yeah. Yep. And we were light and tight yeah. with our stuff. I mean, we had enough stuff to, you know, get live in there and survive live yeah. comfortable a little bit but a lot of those times as we were making some of those climbs and hitting some of those like swampy areas i was like man this could get brutal yeah you know mm -hmm. if yeah. it's and it, the weather was turned out pretty decent for us i mean it rained yeah it had been raining but it didn't seem like the trail was extremely it wasn't real wet it was like yeah. one of the driest i've ever seen even though it was raining but i mean it was pretty gnarly like the um that one there's this one there's two mountain passes basically that we went through and uh the second one was gnarly like the whole yeah. the whole like what, vertical gnarly or like what's well gnarly? it's always vertical gnarly but okay. um like basically between all the weather it like washed the trail mm. and so it was just like huge ruts even though this like the previous this spring thaw and the snow and that, the, that, that did the damage of the trail oh yeah months prior to your ride oh tons yeah, yeah gotcha. it was probably okay. a mix between like late fall late fall last year was nasty and then this mm -hmm. spring mm -hmm. yeah, but it's point. not like a frequently traveled trail mm -hmm. and so um i mean there's it's just like kind of dead ends back there there's not a lot to do there other than moose camp you know and there's no no like, one's riding in there for fun no no yeah, no it's not, not that kind of <laughs> yeah, trail no, you're not no, gonna no. go in there and, and putz yeah. around and see what's going yeah. on back there yeah yeah like the you're people only that go back there are people that moose hunt right you know, which is probably not a lot of people no so it's not highly established it's nasty and it's and yeah. it always sucks and it's nasty and a lot of those climbs if you've done much ATVs, a lot of those climbs will be a big root or a big rock. And or you're doing this climb where you can't stop. No. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to stop when you're at this angle. Yeah. And you got to hit this bump to get over you it and, and you hope you're not going to flip backwards. No, you yeah, pin it. You there, pin it and lean forward. There's <laughs> two climbs that are as nasty as any climb around. So, uh, I mean, that you that's doable on a four-wheeler. So, well, like, all of them, you know, have incidents where people are rolling backwards and stuff. On well, them. that and, and, you know... I find personally that going up those climbs is easier than coming down because now you're coming down with a moose in your trailer mm -hmm. and it rained mm -hmm. and it's a greasy slide in and then now you're not like using your power of your four wheeler ATV side by side, whatever to go up and churn up it now vertical, you know, gravity's just sucking you down. Now right. it's like all that danger is almost kind of doubles. Yeah. So now you're just kind of almost like doing a controlled, slide oh totally controlled slide that's you know what how I mean? the root one is the whole way down on so it's like it's like you get up and you're like oh man that was nasty 
Yeah. Like, oh, coming down is going to be real interesting. Let's not worry about that for like seven days. And yeah. usually you're talking about <laughs> we'll like. talk about that later. Usually you're talking but about it's still like gonna be there. one part of a hill, right? Like this yeah, isn't like Yeah, like that. it has a stretch where it's like. It's no, just, this is like to give someone the, a, maybe a reference is, is almost like the climb that you would do at Monument, mm. but in brush. With like trees tight, hanging over tight, and yeah. tight and way more things going nowhere on. Nowhere to go. Nowhere Root, to go. No, right? Nowhere to go around. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. no rocks. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you I do if there's someone coming down it, and you're going up. Yeah. No, it might be as long or of a longer, climb, yeah, but steeper. Yeah, steeper. Yeah. It would be like that. But I think that I think like the the root hill is like probably twice as long as our mountain is twice as long as Monument, and then the other it's one out of camp bulge. is probably about the same as Monument. But then you get the same rides coming in, right? Because you got to go over both sides of the path. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But and it is in the back of your mind. Like, hey, you know what? In seven days or eight days or along your back there, we're going to have to come back. Yeah. And, and we'll get into that a little later. But it was in the back of Jack's mind oh, this whole time. Oh, yeah. Like, shoot, I got to come back. And we even took a video um, of it going back because they're going to be going back with their moose party. Yeah. His oh, dad and stuff. So and so we took a little video to, to show them to like, like, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. Mm. And we had to basic, there was one part that was undoable. We had to reroute around it down even a steeper part. And, uh, and like going up, I took the chance to try to make it back up the unpenetrable part because I was so worried I was going to flip on the new part. We, we kind of, you know, Mm-hmm. figured Cut. out yeah but daniel made it right up that one that's where the we have a good stretch of the video yeah it was in my mind the whole week on like hey are we going to be good coming out in the rain on that you know it just was just buried in there because you you know you get in those places you want to make it out safe and at the end of the trip mm-hmm. you're always rushed and like you feel like you're on a timeline Sense of urgency yeah. you might make a decision that you know you normally wouldn't have made in a sound spot with no bias and and another thing about the trail is point, it's Jack. it's it's really tight with a lot of spots where there's not a lot of visibility where you can come around a corner and you don't know what's going to be there. You're seeing tracks, you're seeing bear tracks, moose tracks, you know, all kind of tracks and you're like, yeah. "Man, this is tight." And you come up on something, you're going to be on top of it yeah. like right mm-hmm. away. Yep. You know, so you're highly aware of it, you're revving, you're making noise, you know. Yeah. Because you're aware like obviously not a lot of people come back here and you know those those animals take the easiest path of resistance, and that trail is obviously the easiest oh, path of that. resistance. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's in the back of your mind too. But a little backtracking on on, on that. So I had the knee thing. Yeah. And so in my mind, I wasn't one hundred percent sure that we we're going to actually make the trip. Right. So I didn't do a lot of my due diligence on preparation. Like I like to be ultra prepared on where we're going. I got Google images, I got possible routes in, I got possible routes out, I got mileage, I got like my the gas deal in my head, like if something happens, I yep. need to know where to go. He's been there lots of times. I'd never been there. Yeah, you got so, a, plan, a plan of action and a blueprint of some sort. Exactly. So all of that of. didn't really happen on my end because I didn't really know I was going to make it happen until like a week before we went. Right. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to go because when, you know, Daniel counseled the Kasugi, you know, he didn't he didn't call me to talk about it. And I was like, okay, well, he's going to figure stuff out and he'll let me know what's going on afterwards. So I just figured we weren't going hunting. And it wasn't until, what day do you guys pick up greens? On Mondays? Mm-hmm. It was like the Monday 
what, like 10 days before you're leaving that um, your wife came in to pick up greens, uh, the local greens, and uh, which are bomb, by the way, and come get your subscription at Definitely Double Shovel. Um, yeah, um, you're round grown hydroponic. Really um, quick on that. I actually mm-hmm. craved the greens on this last hunt that I went on. Really? Because as I was getting ready for this upcoming moose hunt, I was showing my wife the, the list of all the stuff. She's like, oh, yeah, real healthy. You know, there's like no, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. greens. No, and I was like, you know what? I actually craved that. Yeah. I crave pizza and I crave the greens. Yeah. And I come back, dude. I was like, man, I need like yeah, a, salad. Like a salad. Your body knows how yeah. good that fresh greens are. For yep. you. Yeah. Yep. So much more substance in them when they're fresh like that, cut that day. Anyway. So, uh, so she came to pick her greens up and uh, I was just like, how's it going? And then she's like, yeah, Daniel's, you know, he's, he, he thinks he might still be able to go. And I'm like, what? I got all excited. You know, I was like, oh, cool. Well, well, if he's all, we're up for it. And then you ended up being able to go. So there's a lot of things that happened. Like, you know, I was going to fly it, which I don't know. It's a little bit cheating. And, uh, so I was, I was really kind of thankful we hadn't flown it. Kind of makes for a better like experience of suspense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah what, there's something that would have come out of flying that we discovered later that uh, we'll talk would've to. Been, we'll talk nice. to in a little yeah. bit. That would have been real nice to know. Um, but uh, so we didn't end up flying it, and we didn't do. You know, I was definitely in shape to go, but we didn't. We didn't really know you're going to go until that week, right? It was yeah. like Monday. And so some of the packing was kind of like last minute a little bit. Um, but I felt like all in all, like we were more than prepared to live out there for a month. Yeah. Like Probably, we, and yeah. and, and it, it kind of reminded me of the first time we went on a sheep hunt, you know, however many years ago, Brandon, six years ago, where literally we prepped for like six months. Yeah. You're thinking of every scenario, looking at every picture, and you're looking Endless through your gear, hours of conversation and you're, on and you're researching this food and this gear and this bag and this pack every, and every this. foot of this. Whereas after, after you go climb. on, you know, five or six sheep hunts and goat hunts, which are similar, yeah, you like already have the gear, yeah, you kind of know what's ready. up, and yeah. you're like, I actually was finishing up on Saturday. We left on a Sunday. And on Saturday all day, I was like, I still need this. I still need that. I still yeah. need this. And I just went and got it all and got everything like packed that night, mm-hmm. you know, which is in a couple hours, which is crazy as a first time sheep hunter. That's not what you do. No, no, no. Oh my God, <laughs> you know, no, no. You, you are insanely over prepping the yeah, yeah. over the top. You know, you got all your stuff laid out on the table. You're triple checking all your lists and all your stuff and your photos and all that stuff. And I just felt a bit rushed, but I felt like I'd done it enough times that I knew I'd be ready. Yeah. You know, gear-wise and food-wise. Yep. Same here. Yeah. I felt comfortable if you're going to be able to go last second, that I'll be ready to go. But I definitely put less effort into, like, the preparation and being being just on the Johnny on the spot. Did you um, guys forget anything critical? Uh, no. No. I think what it came down to was just little, like, incidentals. Like, we wanted to bring a teepee. But we weren't packing until last that second. That was my fault. That was my fault. But there's other places to borrow TPs from. That's my fault. You know, that was right on my list here. of Saturday things. I went around and looked everywhere in town for a TP because once I couldn't borrow one from the couple guys that I knew, I was like, well, everybody, I've been one. Everybody turned you down? Yeah, everyone I couldn't Cisco do Cisco even? He had let someone else borrow. Or he was efficient on the Kenai yeah, and couldn't get to it or whatever. Yeah. And so it was one of those deals. I was like, well, I need one anyway for myself. Let me mm. just Is that- finally go buy it. 
but that's the type of thing you don't wait till the day before you leave to go get it. You buy that in February. Yeah, you test it out, you know, and all that stuff. Like you don't buy your boots before you leave. I felt so bad, man, because I didn't even use it. It's all good. We let me get this, and I was like, "We got to test that SG." Well, Chad wanted to take the Hillebird three man, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, I can like base camp with that or leave that. I'll take my TP up." And he was like, "Oh man, it's floorless." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, TP, non TP guys are kind of like. Mm, That's how oh, I yeah. was before the trip. Yeah, and yeah. I think once you go with it, and and we oh. did the opposite. Like, and I was telling Jack on yeah. the trip, I was like, "This is the first time I've sheep hunted using a tent." Like every time we've sheep hunted, we use the teepee. Yeah. Except the very first, very first time, which we all brought like our own tent, which is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. We brought four shelters. <laughs> We're going to be three good. guys. <laughs> but we did use the teepee to learn that the teepee was legit yes. on that trip. Well, we left the other tents at that <laughs> yeah. one camp. <laughs> yeah. We used it to like spike out. Spike but up. then we realized, yeah. oh, well, this is all we need. Right. Why are we even bringing the yeah. tents? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically bring two spike tents for four yeah. guys. But it is in your mind. Like if you've never slept in a floorless shelter like a teepee, mm-hmm. it's... You know, there's a lot of thoughts running through your head, like, are bugs going to get in here? Is wind going to get in here? Am the I going to get wet? The like, wind and rain. That's what I was worried about. Yeah, but then <laughs> once you spend the night in the teepee and you get all that space, Yeah. you know, especially if you're socked in and you're in in weather and you have to spend the whole day. Like, spending the whole day, I mean, the SG is nice. Yeah. And the um the Hilleberg's nice. But oh, to yeah, spend I'm a sure. day or two days or three oh, days, yeah. like we had to when we were on the, on the, the first sheep hunt. Oh, we like, like three days in a row. You got to be in the teepee. You hunted yeah, like an hour or two a day. Yeah, that's brutal. Forced, forced in the fog, because yeah. we had to get out and stretch our backs because we were like laying yeah. down the whole time. I fit, I kind of thought that I backed off some of my learnings because this was the first sheep hunt I went. I allowed myself to go in on a two man tent since my first sheep hunt when I was eleven. But after when I was eleven, my dad was like, "We're never gonna use a two man tent again. This is a one man tent." And so we always sheep hunted with three-man tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so then when you're bringing the two, I was like, I don't know. I have this REI three-man. And then I'll, you're like, I want to test it. I was like, all right, cool. I'm, gra- I'm glad we brought yours yeah, for sure. Out. It's a true um, two-man, too. It, it's like it did one. really good, well in some of our conditions. But I was also kind of like, man, two-man tents suck. I don't want to be in a two-man tent anymore. And I mean, I'm not even opposed to like a dude carrying the two-man and a dude carrying the teepee. Well, that was like the original like, plan. That was our plan. Yeah, yeah. That you would have both, right? Right. That's why you're. But I think in the future I would just take the teepee. Yeah. Because I can d- sleep through anything. I don't really care as long as my shit don't get wet. Yeah, and the thing with those teepees uh, yeah, is is yeah. this is you can have it elevated from the ground to get some wind and to get some some of that condensation out of there or if it's hot, or you can put it all the way down to the, mm-hmm. and it's, there's no wind going to come right, in there. Right. You know, it just depends on, on the weather and what, what situation you're in. And you yeah. can pack rocks around it and like make wind blocks if the wind's coming like from this direction the whole day and night yeah. constant. You can like take rocks and pack it around. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of it. Cause then two guys and all their gear and shit can fit in there. Yeah. Well, which I- you can't do in any two man tent. No, like no way, no way ever. I'm a big fan if we're going to hike in and uh, get sheep that we can just make one load out. And so, and that would mm-hmm. be ideally with two sheep. I think one yeah, place we could have done better. We did get well. We were pretty light, but we could have been lighter. Um, so that was a good lesson for me to relearn. I feel like I le- relearn that every year. But, you know, I got like phone chargers and 
I think I used all my wool sweaters and stuff. I went pretty lean on on that kind of gear, but then like my my pad, I my old light pad was broken, so I brought like a little bit heavier pad, and I think I could have cut out like five or six pounds, and felt more comfortable if we both got ramps, but uh, but we didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. So on the way in on the four wheeler trail, I want to say maybe halfway in, my ATV is making this crazy sound. It's like louder and getting louder and louder and louder i'm like what's going on and then finally we're on this push up this hill and luckily it happened on that little plateau yeah before we went up and it just was like but not moving like making the sound like you're going but way loud way yeah. loud i'm like whoa like like the engine was wrapping out like something's wrong something is 100 like percent wrong yeah like like the sound of the engine going and something's up and like i stopped stuck or some weird i don't know it was not moving but it was making the sound like you're going it was the sound like um like your muffler fell off you know like you mm. like yeah. the compression is going straight out to atmosphere super loud okay super loud so, 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 and it's raining and Jack's ahead of me. And like, like I said, we were on this little plateau and you climb up. And so he probably climbed all the way up and realized I'm not behind him. And it's really tight. Like you turn around, it's like, you can see 10 yards. So, I'm, yeah, yeah. you know, I keep looking around. I'm like, okay, well, I'll stop. Wait a little bit. Yeah. Hear if he's coming. You don't hear it. Like a good tip is turn your ATV off yeah. and listen and be listen. like, is my, is yeah. my boy coming behind me? Or I don't hear anything. Then something's wrong. I need to go back. In, in the rain and the brush, it's hard to hear it. Yeah, yeah, he could be like twenty feet around the corner, and you still don't hear the shit. Yeah, right. And and in all honesty, dude, I'm not the fix it guy. I don't know mechanics. I don't know engines. You're not doing trail repairs. I'm not. I don't know drywall. Like this, that's yeah. not me, dude. I got lots of friends that know that mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. and I'll call my friend who knows what he's doing yeah. to come do it. And yeah. I don't do the own work on my ATV, and Jack, that might not make me the Alaskan dude. Jack Cato, baby. He's yeah, I got my guy. I got my friends yeah. that know what to do. Yeah. So I'm not going to act like I know what I'm doing engineer. and I'm going to evaluate the situation. And like when this guy pulled, <laughs> we'll get to that story, where he pulled out and he's like, I got an extra belt. I'm just going to change the belt. I'm like <laughs> watching him like, shit, I would know what the fuck to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would just been like, uh, well, it looks like I'm going to have to hike out of here and come back with <laughs> Carlo or someone who knows what Cisco or someone and come get this yeah. machine. Anybody got a toe strap? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I bring a toe strap because yeah, I know, you know, I might have to get towed out. But that the Can-Am has been Excellent. I've had zero issues. This is probably one of the only times that yeah. I'm like, Uh-oh. You had the weird power steering issue on the caribou hunt, which was just like 80 degree riding. Yeah. High alpine. The thing has been amazing. And you had yeah. just taken in for maintenance. So Yeah, it was all good. Like everything's been fixed. All the, everything's been like I always do that. So you get the full 650. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah, what the full crazy. Now? Jack comes back. You know, he's evalu- he obviously knows more about engines and possible issues you know so you well, it was shut it obvious off it was obvious when i heard what was happening that it was from the compression downstream like it was obvious in that that was from when we were walking up or i think you had started it before i would got back like i was you know like 20 feet away and it was like oh my god so and, and i felt like was something was side. up because as i was climbing i was like i know this machine can climb would you get some bad gas or something bad no fuel? so so we pull over and he's taking he's looking at the engine and all this stuff and i'm like no oh, just standing back because i don't even know what i'm looking at you yeah. know and he realizes like this thing is loose 
You know? Well, no, that's not what I saw. So what I saw was um, when he pulled back that piece and started it, I saw... Um, oh, he took the plastics I off. I saw, to I, look. I saw the explosion, the compression. Oh, and I was like, oh, your spark plug boot was not connected. Well, I thought, I actually thought like where the... I had never been that close to the cam man and and there's like this weird kind of um forged piece that like helps hold stuff together and i thought that that the engine had cracked right there actually oh, because there was this you know i could see the compression at a spot that you shouldn't be able to see it through mm. but then when and it's pouring rain and it and then when we look closer it was just the spark plug so it, not so the, it did it didn't it the spark plug fully came out oh so it wasn't the spark it was plug like hand tight boot was put on and unscrewed probably well and it just vibrated it, out because it probably never got right. tightened and then it got thrown to a different part oh, so, so it wasn't dun, obvious dun, dun, that dun, that's dun, where dun. it was yeah yeah yeah. oh okay so then I, I so you. then we yeah we uh so it's like oh we just gotta put, put this it back, back in, in there and tighten it and, but it was so cold out and i hadn't been wearing gloves that i grabbed it i didn't think it was hot so we like you know we put it in <laughs> And then later on, like where I'm like looking at, I'm looking, I'm like, why is all like, I'm, I think I was taking my contacts out and then you were going to do the same thing. And then I'm like, oh, I still have it. Like all this crazy peeled skin. I'm like, what, the, what, the, what the hell is that from? You know, I was like, oh, I burned the shit out of my hands. <laughs> and so did I. My thumb is still, you can see right here. You guys here. were so numb. You didn't feel yeah. the burning was happening yeah. in your fingers. We, yeah. we had no idea we were burned until that night when we both had it. And we're like, what do we both do? Yeah, like right grab, here. Like yeah. that's grab weird. that piping hot spark plug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, can yeah. still feel it when I touch it. burned right here, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. called internal yeah. combustion chamber. Yeah, that's right. Internal it produces combustion. produces a lot of heat. Yeah. Burning. Yeah. 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 And it'll yeah. burn skin real It did real immediately. But it, it always feels great Ice like when skin. you can like diagnose <laughs> something in the field and fix it. Yeah. Like even if it's something simple like that. Oh, man. And so we all felt good win, about dude. ourselves. We're like, yeah. yeah, we're going still. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it's not over. <laughs> you know, we thought it was the knee, you know, and then we thought it was late planning. And then we thought it was going to be, you know, the the gas plug, but nothing's holding us back or the star, spark plug, but nothing's holding us back. Okay. So you guys ratchet that fucker tight. Yeah. Well, back. you know, like an idiot, like I never pulled those little tools out that come with the thing. <laughs> I oh, have yeah, it kit? like under. Like Your in seat. this pocket of this, it's probably super dusty and corroded and crusty because you've it's never taken it out. It's kind of messed up where where they are. Like for for oh, they're in like, and Bombardier, they, where they put their tools is the dumbest spot. It's like in the tightest. I bet it took like eighteen minutes for you to even put it back in there. Oh, but and on top of that, I had like stuff loaded on, on top, top of, of that. Pull right. the fucking trap the thing, off the uh, drive was, bag. The, the yes. what also is crazy is like I went to go. Well, I was like, well, this is stupid. I'll just grab mine. And so I walked to the back of Honda, and it just right in the back. Mm. Open it up, grab it, walk over, and the spark plug is different dimensions, oh, like the bolt, no, than the Honda one. Well, duh, it's a can It has to like, be why can't, special. Like, let's do yeah. some, like, standardization here. No, like, no. if you're going to have your rig out in the middle door, wouldn't you want it to match everyone they don't, else's? They don't run the, no. they don't run the old Can-Ams in the crazy. farms. Okay? I mean, yeah. they probably do now, but back then, no. Nah. So, anyway, I moved that stupid tool thing now where I can easily access it anytime. Yeah. You know, I was like, why is this thing in socket? here, like, full of water? Like in the spot where it's getting all wet, I'm like, this is stupid. Well, this should be like handy. I could probably yeah, use a lot yeah. of this stuff now that I know what to do. <laughs> you know, I know how to do it now. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we get it fixed up, and we're like, all right, let's go. And the thing's running just fine. And we get to rallying up the trail, and you know, it's it takes would it take us three hours? Yeah, I know. I think it was like four and a half. 
Yeah. Like four and a half. And that was like best conditions. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we were coming up the next, the second saddle, like we really noticed the like washout, you know, like, I mean, three, four feet foot sections of the trail were just suddenly gone. And it's like we, four foot deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Gosh, like yeah. you couldn't pass it. Like, you yeah. had to build some. Go new, around it. Yep. Yeah, go around stuff. And it's a real kind of narrow saddle. And right when we're going to the top, like, so when we're up there moose hunting, I mean, you never see a moose near a four wheeler trail. Like, never. I've, I can't remember the last time I saw a moose, like a cow or, or a bull. And there's a bull right next to the trail doesn't give a shit about us like bullwinkle's just chilling over there like it shows me his horns a bunch of times i can like see if he's going to be legal for season you know and i'm like <laughs> he's definitely not going to be legal but uh what the fuck and i'm like yeah, you guys got a pretty like, good spot man. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, on like, the trail see him on the trail on the way in i'm like what the fuck <laughs> all I'm these like, years <laughs> i'm like i've always dreamed of seeing the bull moose from the trail and then here it happens it's not legal and it's not the season um, so it was pretty funny, but it was cool to see a bull moose that close and, uh, yeah, all velveted up too, right? Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I love velveted moose, man. I want a velveted moose so bad. Yeah. It was really nice. Full velvet, just beautiful. So as a, as a favor to the moose camp boys, oh, uh, we get yeah. to their, their camp and, um, we had brought some stuff in yeah. to, to set everything up. Yep. So okay. we take the time to, you know, we had brought some stuff in for their camp so they're a little bit prepared and, and set up, you know, some of their things that they want ready over there and the get some firewood stuff. ready and all that stuff. And so that was nice to get there and set all that. I think we set it up just in time before it got dark. Yep. Yeah. It was perfect timing. Yep. And we brought that little wood stove in with us and, uh, yeah, it's melted some tarps. <laughs> we had a, a, a little learning, like getting it all perfectly plumbed and, uh, and then keeping the smoke out. You can't. Uh, what, what's the little deal in a chimney where it has like the little draft? Um, oh, the um, the flue. Yeah, the flue. The there flue is. is like like a bolt, and you can't tell what position it's in. So I'm like, oh, it's good. And it's like all the smoke's <laughs> like in the tent, you know. And then it's like, okay, let's move it this way. And it's like, how come all the smoke's still in the tent? And then you look outside, and the wind's like blowing down the windpipe. You know, the, you're like, all right. It just oh. can't go. <laughs> There's some melting happening and stuff, but we can, we kind of got it dialed in. But it was nice to have like a nice warm place to like dry. So the another thing that happened with like the late hunt was like I didn't plan as well as I would have, and and I didn't bring my drive-in rain gear. Oh, so, you didn't so bring I had to gauge. wear my like light rain gear that I wanted to walk in with and wear mm -hmm. hunting in because it was yep. pouring. And so it was nice to like try to dry out my stuff before we got going. And yeah, we pulled up sopped, oh, sopped and muddy and yeah. Uh, on a on a trip like that, like pro tip, if you haven't already done it or know, you got to wear like Gage Grundines, Helly Hansen, like yep. bibs or pants, extra toughs, uh, like a like a badass rain jacket, Gage Grundines, you know Helly Hansen yeah. style, good a gloves. set of gloves, a beanie, a neck buff, like. I like to wear these uh, Wiley X like shooting glasses. Mm. They're like almost like goggles. Yeah. But they like cover my face real good and they kind of seal. Yeah. And that just keeps the debris and stuff off and it looks kind of dorky. But not like, double shovel blade shades. No, I mean those will work <laughs> too. That's what I have. But I mean, I just think to keep any debris out of your eyes, yeah. you when you're running hard, and um, then you can peel that shit off and. 
Then you got your Gucci Kuyu Sitka First Light. Yeah, I, I wore. Ranger, I expected know? when he's like, "This is going to be like at least a three-hour ATV ride." I'm like, "All right, well, I'm going to bring my stuff I normally Lacrosses go and all that shit." Yeah, yeah. like yeah. the pants I normally take ATV like on a couple's ride, or if yeah. you want to connect the stuff you wear to go out there, a whole separate yeah kit. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so you're not bringing your nice stuff. So yeah. all mine was on the boat. Right. And so oh, I like, right, I went to go right. pack it before, you know, before we left, like two days before we left. Uh, and I went knowingly, I didn't bring the stuff, right? Because it was yeah, on the boat. I, mean, I was That's also light and tight, chance. man. If you're like trying to be a minimalist and go light. Yeah. Well, it was also, you know, a good move. And I imagine your gear was still good. Yeah. And I dried I mean, it out that ripped. night. Yeah. So, and then uh, the good, other good part is, you know, we're going to go through some like really kind of, blind terrain like a lot a lot of close features and a lot of tall willows a lot of spruce and for a long ways up a creek bottom that's loud and now i have smoky rain gear and i was Mm. more than happy to walk through that with smoky rain gear Mm, be stinky yeah 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 so the next Uh, day you know we able to dry all our stuff off and i brought some some caribou jalapeno dogs and yeah nice. so we didn't have to eat them out you know a freeze-dried meal that night sweet um eat some i think sausages. we put about two of those down each and yeah had the cots and yeah, all that stuff cots, we brought in yeah. the cots and nice. all that so it was like not sheep hunting you know yeah, right. it felt like nice. moose hunting mm-hmm. yeah you know and and so we slept really good that night and, and, and you had that to come back through yeah yeah, yeah. that was really Which nice is, totally you know there's two nights probably there you get to enjoy that yeah, yeah. And we creature some comfort beer. Right? we didn't leave any like um you know real food at camp just because there's so many bears and wolves. yeah you don't want to risk it so um yeah we didn't bring like it would have been nice to have some jalapeno uh cheddar dogs or whatever from for the way back yeah risk leaving like a yeti bag or something man they could have tore that to shreds yeah hanging in a tree maybe you could get away with it but yeah not not worth the risk right yeah 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 so then we uh we woke up that so the weather also was like calling for like nasty winds and rain every day and night and uh especially at night with the wind but rain 24 hours a day for the week. And we wake up the next day. It's kind of nasty in the morning. Um, it fucking blowed hard that night. And then we, and then like right before we're leaving camp, it like gets bluebird for us, which was not in the forecast at all. So it was kind of a Love blessing. That. Um, so yeah, as soon as it got nice, we blew out and then, um, we had like a little ride to where the, basically the trail ends and we go up this Creek and uh, right away, Daniel wants to test out his Steri pens, so we we gotta test out the Steri pen. And I didn't get sick, so yeah, it, it worked, I guess. And it has like yeah. a smiley face when you're done. I was, <laughs> it was, it was like such a nice welcome because you're like a not only you're getting, pen? yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, I saw you know, the, the pills. I saw the yeah, I saw the the picture when you guys like started in there and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So so the the plan was to get into this valley where we, we thought we might see sheep, you know, and then if we didn't see anything there, we we're going to bend the corner and go to this other, um, bowl. Right. 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 So, so, okay, let's, yeah, I'm going to just step ahead of you. So plan a was actually something different. It was kind of like before we would have walked up this Creek, we were going to walk up across like a valley and then up another little drainage and look for some rams first. Um, 
But we chose not to do that because we got word that this older guy, gentleman and his 14-year-old daughter were going to go sheep hunt in there. So we we foregoed our plan A because we, you know, support the 14-year-old. We can put some extra miles in and cover yeah, some new terrain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I got to see, like, selfishly, like, my dream to go around the corner, which was plan B, which we were going to do if plan a didn't work out and that was to go up this one drainage and around another drainage then up a saddle and then down like a valley a little ways and then we're going to camp there in the alpine and then it had um, a route up into like a high mountain saddle where we'd be able to see into two different valleys like glacier bowls basically yeah and, ram territory right so we we took option b yeah because we had looked on Google Earth, we did get a little session in, I want to say the night before or Friday. Yeah, yeah Friday yeah. night, yeah. Do and a little geek out on yeah, it. Yeah, and so we put mm -hmm. the Google Earth on his TV, and we're like, well, this, let's nice. do this plan A. Nice, And then we could do that, or we can go this way. And so we kind of have a set, like, you know, goal on, of the promised land where we want to go. Right. And what we didn't know was that the game trails were going to be exceptional. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. To get in there, because if they weren't, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah, yep. So it was already pretty damn tough, but the game shells made it many moons, you know, ma many times better, um, it, for sure. And there, there were there was what game trail on every creek on both sides. So lots of creek crossings because these game trails would kind of cross each other, mm -hmm. but you knew you could always find one on the other side. Sometimes you got cliffed out, and but I Go always found places to jump over. Um, yeah. Or they'd and, connect and become like a super highway. Yeah, started sure. calling. I'm like, dude, this is like, you know, a two foot. Yeah, that's got trampled be like, trail. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like that's perfect. You can yeah. walk through that. Yeah. You know? I, I have videos of this. So I have videos of this um, one trail. So after we went, we're on our way to Plan B. We got up up high into this valley, and I was looking down into the drainage we came out of. And the trail we were on just got bigger and bigger, like wider and wider as the um, less drainages flew, flowed into it. And it, I was like, oh, man, there's a four-wheeler trail in here. It's like, how is there a four-wheeler trail in here from the Versailles? It's like physically impossible. Um, but it was so big, I was like convinced. And Daniel's like, no, it's not a four-wheeler trail. Well, at the end of the trip, we had actually came out that route. And it was not a four-wheeler trail, and it was double wide, looked like flat top. Like, it looked like, and it, it was so torn up, it looked like boots were on it with tread. It did not look like regular animals, like, you know, hooved on animals walked down this thing. It was it was nuts. Like herds of caribou funnel. Like herds of moose <laughs> were walking well, no, through I mean, I mean, it was Everything that, like, to trample it down that yes. flat, to the yes. cut it down to that point. Yes, 100 years of animals yeah. just walking that trail. on that thing. Right. And you'd yeah. see every single track of every so cool to put a game camera on a post or something right there. Oh, and just man, watch you'd it see it all. Happen. You'd see it all. Yeah. What I think is also unique about that one is, like, that part of the, the trail goes pretty high but then drops back down to the next valley so it's like in the next valley is like another massive system so i think it's like the one shortcut between the it's two a corridor yeah totally a corridor yeah. and so and yeah. they, they, you know we saw everything out there you know wolves yeah no everything bears <clears throat> moose caribou sheep. that uh i mean with their caribou we saw is a ton you know some caribou and then um 
Anyway, so on this going on the way to plan B, we get up into the Alpine and right when we're getting into the Alpine on the left side, right where this like saddle is that we want to go climb, there's a big old sow um, and two cubs, grizzly bears eating blueberries up pretty high. And obviously like the next like four miles of valley on either side is clear of any sheep. So, and this is like really good sheep country um, where we thought we would put our camp. Um, so we, we end up, um, bypassing that, um, and kept going and we, we put our, our first night's camp a, a little bit further than we would have gone normally, um, if we were going to plan B and right before we, uh, we set up camp. So we ran into the dry Creek issue where like there is mm. water. You thought there was going to be water there, right? But, but it, it drained under the ground. So it was like a dry creek, but you could hear water type thing. Yeah. So we had to like find some pools and got lucky and found water and we didn't have to make a long hike down. And then I found this antler drop. So this moose antler drop, and we'll, we'll have to post it on our page. But I don't you guys have all heard this story last year at moose camp where I couldn't tell if this one moose was 50 inches. And um, because I could never see his left antler, in his right antler, you could tell if the left was the same would be totally 50. Um, but what got me messed up was I could see the back portion of this moose's antler and it had a fold in it. And so I was like, oh, it's a deformed antler. And the way the the angle that I could see this moose was obvious. And it's like, it's like, um, it, it, it was burned in my memory in a way that I would never forget. And so the moment I saw this pair of antlers, I like freaked out because this is like in the Alpine. This would be like at the top of Powerline Pass that sure. you find a set of antlers that are both right next to each other. And um, and then right away, I picked up on the left one and they're obviously from last year. And the last time I saw the moose, it ran this way. And so I'll, I'll um, show you guys a picture of it right now. But this fold that I thought was a deformed antler. I thought it was folded like a wave in a way that made like the spread shorter because I could never see the rest of the antler. I could just see the, um, like the top inside. Yeah. Like the bowl of the paddle. I could see it from the back. Oh, okay. And so, um, yeah. So the, the back side of the bowl is all I could see and mm -hmm. because I could see this wave, what I thought was a wave, but it ended up that it was just, so I'm convinced that this was the moose. I mean, once you see this horn, you'll be like, okay, well, this is like one in 10,000. Um, and it's a point, and the moose was totally 50 inches. Mm. So like, I took a video of that and then sent it to uh, the other guys that go to moose camp, and they're like, just kind of chuckled at me because they're like, oh, you're Time all out, worried Jack. about that. Jackie, you get a new phone? I did, yeah. Oh, after our trip. No, he's he's seeing like, the pictures I was taking. He's like, I gotta get a better. Yeah, he's got like four cameras on the. Yeah, thing. he well, went ahead and got the hot boy. So you remember what happened on the trip? My phone so like smoke stopped taking a charge. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so I tried to fix it in town, and it just was done. Yeah, once that battery kind of goes, it goes. You so don't hold that charge anymore. So you see that right there, and we can put this on our. Uh, our notes oh, here wow, so dude. then we can put it on the feed well and then it looks like the scrolls yeah. and stuff had been yeah the, the pretty cool but yeah the i'm not talking about yeah. i'm talking about that point in the back yeah so i was kind of looking 
at the horn like wow. that. And if you looked at the horn like that, which will yeah. show online, which shows like a point and then another point in a fold, um, you would think that that horn probably didn't have the same mass. No, why would you? Yeah. But it's really just a point behind the horn. Right. Um, anyway, so what's I was it, like... What's his name? What do we call that guy? I don't know. We didn't name him out. We should have named him out there. I'm going to no, put a question mark next to that right there. We named some other things that we'll get to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, that yeah, thing, I think, needs a name. Yeah, we do need to name this bad boy. Well, mm-hmm. let's Maybe he'll be there this year for you. I oh, hope so with a bigger one of these. I wonder if it develops like that again. Oh, it would be super cool if he did. It's almost like a split. But you could see where I like... I why it wouldn't. Because I think... When you got a messed up horn, I think it comes back. I mean, do they develop the same sort of patterned horn? That's a good question. Yeah, we need to ask someone about that. And that should be on our trivia. Is it similar or is it every year it's way different? Just the same. I mean, it gets bigger. It gets bigger. So it comes out. But does it still have the same amount of points? Will it develop a fourth brow tine or not? Well, I mean, deer shed those big, massive multiple points and then come back with multiple points again i saw him for four years i wonder what how big the discrepancy is from year to year i've never been able to watch a moose for like eight years we've never like i'd love to do that i've never even actually thought to do it i'm sure there are some biologists out there and stuff that have done it but like a deer like guys watch deer on their farms yeah, the same one. Yeah, no, it's like, back. They yeah, can six, identify seven it. years. It's like a monstrosity, and they're gonna finally get them. Yeah, and then you know, I'm sure there's. I know there's areas where a moose comes back. You're, you're in and you're out. Yeah, and there um, was drops, all over the place. That's good. That means that there. the wintering must have been healthy, and a lot of moose didn't die. Yeah. Yeah. So as as we were saying, like the plan was to camp at this one little water area where there was no water. Yeah. And even the lake where we thought there would be water was no water. Yeah. So we end up finding this little underground. We kind of climb up and find this underground thing. Yeah. And then um, that morning, we wake up the next day after we set up the tent. Which is opening day. Which is opening day. And we think that there should be rams in this place we're at right now. And there's Mm -hmm. just still no sheep. And we woke up in wetness. It was just super, super rainy, but no water. Yeah, we should have. And I was like, man, I normally bring a little water catching tarp. Yeah. And just dig out a little, a little. No, I didn't. I didn't. Why? We brought it, but we didn't 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 set it it up yet that night. I didn't think about it. Right. But normally we do on the Brooks Range when you're climbing and you're on top of those mountains, like you need to make a depression. You yeah. Know, this is a little hot tip. You make a depression. Yeah. And you bring the smallest little tarp you can find. Yeah. And then put that tarp in there, press down. And yeah. then as it rains, you're going to collect and you got your own little pool of fresh water. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah, I'll take one of those actually, Brandon. You ready? Yeah. Thanks. Um, so the next day we wake up raining and you know how it is when it's just pouring, you're like, Oh man, I don't want to get out of this tent. And, but it's always, it always sounds worse than, oh, it, than always, it is. Yeah. You know, especially when you're all cozy in your sleeping bag and you just hear the, and you get out and you're like, Oh, it's just sprinkling. You know, it's not, not that bad. Yeah. So we plan to continue with plan B. Yeah. 
which was to or plan C. No, we went to plan C. Oh, we went to plan C. Plan, plan B, B was, was go there. over that saddle yep. where we saw the grizzly and we're like, you know, there's no, she we don't see any sheep. We should see some sheep here. So let's, let's continue on to C, which was go up, go further down the valley, go over another saddle, go through two glacier bowls to get back into like another right. drainage system. Yeah. So, so we do that climb and you know, that, that, that was the majority of the day to do that climb and go over that saddle into that pass and look into those two bowls where, which on Google earth looked exceptional. Yeah. Totally. Where there should be something in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we don't see anything in there. Yeah. We get in there and they're a little, um, it was weird because some of, some of these like bowls and high Alpine that you expect to be like real green, were like really dried out like mm. like it had like a drier summer than expected um and that was the kit one of them was more rocky than we expected and the other one was way drier yeah in terms of like the vegetation not being green like less healthier so yeah. we continued on so we decided to push to this this point where we thought well if we get to here and we don't see anything we can try to keep bending the corner and get to this little point where we can see into this other bowl, this like third, like really massive, where it's like almost like two or three different bowls. In right, there. right, like right. Maybe it's double the size, bowl. triple the size of the first two ones. Yeah, it was. So the bowl that, that we wanted to get into, like our plan D, I guess, um, that we we're going to bend the corner on is bigger, but very similar to Mount Elieska. Because it has oh, like a middle good. ridge on the left mm -hmm. where like, you know, the um the um what chair six goes up. I forget what they renamed it, but you know, the quad. And then the bowl on the right though would have been maybe like so the bowl on the left would have been about the same size. The bowl on the right probably would be like four times bigger, but about the same style of valley where it has like different um like it's a glaciated valley for sure previously glaciated and has had pushed out like a lot of the um debris to make like bridges and like mini saddles that you had to like pop up into to look into anyway so and it was deep yeah. it was real deep yeah so we get to this corner where we can look into at least a section of that bowl that we want to get to and uh we decide well let's sit down here we've been going it's really starting to come down now Let's have lunch. And the winds are coming crazy. Yeah, because we're already up high, and we're kind of exposed around this corner, so the wind's, like, roaring up this valley. And so I bust out the little uh, blue uh, tarp that I normally use on the floor of the teepee, mm. and yeah, we make a little like makeshift. Breathable. A little breathable. Yeah, but it's actually very waterproof. Yeah, it is. And so we make yeah. this little makeshift. Um, Lean-to. Lean-to there, you know, mm. with the sticks, and, and I busted out a couple of the um, stakes from the tent. And we made this little lean-to and stuck our stuff under there. And so we were able to be dry and do a little bit of glassing because it's really, like, foggy now yeah, and yeah. raining. Sure. And we're like, well, let's let's revamp here and, and eat and kill some time. Kill some time. And then we'll we'll continue to push forward. Hopefully this lifts. Right, which, right. Which it didn't. Yeah. And now we're, like, 12, 13 foot miles in on foot, you know. And we still haven't oh, seen yeah. a sheet. We and we expected to see sheep, you know, a day ago, um, and so we're we're in this weather um, 
this lean to thing was money and then props to daniel so all the sheep hunts i've ever been on like lunch is like a bag a part of a bagel like <laughs> sausage and cheese and daniel was like i got lunch for us you carry yours i'll carry mine so i he just gave me a bag and i like didn't even look what was in it i just like popped it into my little uh compression sack and it was money so we had what was mine was like tuna basil mm -hmm. lemon mm -hmm. and then he had like packs of like the um the little pack of mayonnaise that you put in and the then white, there you was the white sauce bro yeah, the that's the only egg. time I have the white sauces when I'm sheep hunting right. and tuna fish. It was good, and then uh, <laughs> and then pita bread, non bread, non bread to non put bread. it on. Non, oh. The non's the move, dude. Dude, it was so good. It was like, oh man, like Daniel continues to show up on all of like my fishing, hunting, camping adventures, like up in like our food game every time like daniel is the dude for like camp kitchen man oh yeah dude and so uh yeah we like kings that oh, we're cold as fuck and that koi ring gear leaked like a sieve oh, but man. uh but we uh yukon oh yeah man just it was soaked wet. you guys got some old like original series gear though, my right? shit ain't that old five years <clears throat> and i reconditioned it dude yeah, mine is maybe you ten years old. Yours too. I do, I do, and I wash it with the, with the stuff, the and tech, I spray the tech, it, and the all tech that. Wash in the, yeah, and the I spray it with the, the stuff, and I. But you know, it was raining. Like, we were like in the rain hiking, literally oh, okay, for so yeah, okay. eight to ten hours. Oh, so you've yeah, already yeah, been yeah. kind of wet and sweaty under it. Yeah. It was definitely wet, though. I mean, there's kind of like no staying dry in those conditions. No, I, damn, mean, I, I don't know. know, dude. Like the you're right about that, but that rain jacket definitely didn't do what like was it the Malay Millet? Like my little thin Gore-Tex uh, French, you know, company from the Alps. That rain jacket is older and does ten times better job. Yeah. Was it just the seams that were leaking? Maybe no, or, it was like, like wet yeah, the whole way through. Yeah, it was, like man. and was another thing downfall that I've, you know, I still wear the stuff and I still bring it. it's yeah, really man, good, it's gear, good gear. Yeah. But it 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 holds that water. Yeah, it does. I think in that first like layer, like that first yeah, that first outer yeah. layer. So then that yeah. jacket becomes heavy. Yeah. You know, it's not like one of those thin ones where it's not really going to absorb the water, yeah. but whatever that fabric is on the outside yeah. just holds that water. And the yeah. DWR comes off, and even when you can recondition yep. it, it, it doesn't seem to bead like, and we kept on talking about like a Sims jacket. Like, if you did that hike in a Sims jacket, you would be drier for sure. Uh, and that thing would not absorb it. It would bead, bead the whole day. And it's just like, maybe I shouldn't be wearing some of this hunting gear. Like maybe I should bring a Sims jacket. Yeah, when you're doing these crazy, kind of whatever works, man. Like yeah, but in 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 contrast, I had the Stone Glacier pants. Oh right, worked fine. Those are bulletproof, dry. Yeah, I was dry from the waist down, soaked from the waist up. Right, so you can sit down on the tundra, sit down on a wet rock. Yeah, and we're freezing. So at this point, we're under this lean to. Yeah, we eat lunch. And it's like we need to move because we're freezing. Yeah, and so because you may put your puffies on. So we did because we're, oh. we're under there. We took the raincoat off. We put the puffy on because yeah. we're freezing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and we're just in our head like I'm not taking this puffy off no. to go around the corner. Let's just go slow. Put the raincoat back on. Mm. Not sweat. You know that's yeah. the deal. Like you don't like we're yeah. not gonna now push you're it. Gonna crawl. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go slow, and we need to go slow because we're about to side hill. We side hill this nasty shit. You ever yeah. want to side? Yeah, you're not. You're not. That still can get you hot though. It, yeah, we went slow, and we had our jackets like unzipped in ways where we weren't. We were sweating way less than earlier. Yeah, you weren't. Like but we were going slow, 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 yeah. slow, yeah. like because yeah. it's wet, 
Sure. And you can't dangerous. see shit anyway, so, so we're not to, in a rush. You had to get out of that position. Yeah. It was time to, like, get off that. Yes. Yeah, we did. And we're, we, yeah, we later the, in the day, like, it was time to, like, It was time to find a camp. It was time yeah, to, like, okay, yep, yep, yep. we can't see anything. Four, five, six o'clock let's, at night. Was let's that, try to find a... F- yeah, 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 but it's dark because the the clouds oh, are no, down. No, I mean, no. When it's when it's that yeah. late, it's late on the mountain. It was yeah, now yeah you it was find time. A place to get out. Yeah. It was time, and we were still like two miles away from where we wanted to go. And there's no way to stop and camp anywhere there because we're like sit on the side of well, a mountain. mountain. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, not like, you're not going to stop. There's no stopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start pushing and pushing around into this big bowl. Yeah, a, hu- a mondo bowl. A it's huge bowl. Super. So it was two and a half miles in. To the, oh, wow. from 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 the corner from the corner yeah so that's wow. side hilling for like yeah. two and a half like miles in it now. and when you're going in you're like oh this is like the sheep bowl like it, you see that other it looks like the Eliaska thing but it you know it it also doesn't is have as much vertical going in it's like two miles leading into that mm-hmm. and you just like can those grass patch ledges and shit all over the edge of it where those rams like to sit oh dude it is the money bowl where a glacier moraine just cut it perfect for rams to live mm-hmm. in a thousand right. years later right yeah. and everything on that right side coming in was really green mm-hmm. so we were all stoked you know like okay we're not seeing that same yellow we we're seeing on the the previous uh bowl that we had crossed and the winds start howling mm-hmm. i mean Blow you down the shack. You know, you got your hat down, oh, you're just looking down because the wind is just like you don't want to look straight, it's just like you know, yeah. cutting your face up. Just the winds of the shack just coming hard. And you guys are trying to set up a camp at this. We're time. like trying to find a spot. We're like, well, let's look down here on this little plateau, and there's nothing flat because it's like, all a little steeper than you think, you know. Oh, always, and then right? and, and now we're still we're concerned about water. Because we had brought the little water we had, yeah. and we're like, well, let's. We need to find water's an issue now. It's a lot falling from the sky. I mean, that's there is, there is too. But first, we need to find a place to tent. Mm. You know, to set up the tent. Yeah. Oh, and I drink a lot more water than I think that most people drink. I, I heard. think. Yeah. It's like. I yeah. I don't know on, how you do that on these hunts. Like I'm drinking like it like least, four times as much water as I drink. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm, even know how you do that. I drink at least a gallon of water a day. And I have a rule that every time I see a creek, I have to chug my uh, one of my Nalgene's. So it's like I've been out of water for a long time because we went across two dry bowls, yeah, and then side hilled for two or three hours, and uh, I for sure drank all my water by then. So it was like, well, and we could see water at the bottom. Yeah, so we're like, well, let's push until we can be kind of close to that water, so that we can have coffee because we're you know at this point we're wet oh, we're you cold make, you we're freezing food. we're tired I mean, you gotta have water we gotta make we gotta have water so we we don't like oh let's try this spot oh man there's not it's not flat enough it's just we don't want to be sliding down this hill let's push forward push forward we end up pushing all the way back into that bowl because that's where the water was and that mm-hmm. was like the flattest like we found like the one little Trickle, basically trickle no water. the water was good but one little flat spot that was like the oh, only flat spot yeah. within miles and what's your, what's your like elevation at this point maybe like 3500 4000 feet yeah maybe yeah we're uh, we're probably like 3900 where daniel's talking right yeah, now you guys probably got a point you could probably check it out but i'm just curious because now you're above tree line though for sure oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah way, yeah, above, way tree above tree line, line yeah yeah so we get to the spot and we reset up the uh, the lean to, you oh, know, because nice. it's yeah. like, well, let's take the pack get, off, get shit under it, yep. 
be able to like pull out the tent and the stuff, you know, because you don't want to rip open that backpack and just everything get wet. Yeah, you know. So we set up the lean to, and it's difficult, more difficult because the wind is just coming like crazy to to set up that little. How do those stone glaciers do in that torrential downpour? I'm sure you guys put your pack covers on them, right? Well, no, so no. go ahead. Just a quick gear uh, uh, question, because I mean that that stuff right there, like that'll that kind of rain will saturate through your pack if you yes. don't have a good. Oh, oh! You mean cover. the pack cover? Pack so, cover, bro. So oh, the yeah. stone glacier pack it seems to bead water, and when it's not beading, absorb way less than that kuyu that I had last time. Mm-hmm. But we use the rain covers. Um, and Stone then Glacier brand I use pack covers for the backpack. It's the same as the Q. It's that same material as the QU okay. one or yours. It's it a polyester. Like, yeah, it's rain it's fine. Yeah. And I use the QU one, and it has that nice rifle thing. The so rifle right? port. Yeah. That's I the coolest have, that thing. That is way dope. Yeah. And then, um, at least with mine, I didn't check out yours, but I could wrap the whole bag around the back and the shoulders mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone told me later that the second hole in mine is for the water bottle, which I didn't oh, know. Nice, um, so um, I didn't know that until like two days ago. Yeah. Um, so I used one of those, the Kuyu ones, and it did awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and we did the, the little pack review deal. And, and along yeah. with the Kuyu, that is very well thought out. Well, that, we didn't that talk port a lot hole, about that pack cover. We never yeah, the, really so mentioned the that. The Kuyu pack so. cover is the best pack cover I've seen. Yeah. I would buy whatever pack you like. But get that QU, QU pack cover, pack cover yeah. pa- rain cover, because it has the port where your rifle will go through, the, the, the end of your rifle will go through, and it cinches. So you're not going to get water dripping through there. And like Jack said, that pa- the rain cover is big enough to really pack around the entire pack and underneath the bottom. And you're talking like a 7,000 cubic inch yes. fully packed yep. with a rifle on or bow. Yep, yep. And it has like a... a, a, a cinching line that connects in the back like where you're between your back and the backpack it has a line so that it's not going to like accidentally come out Mm -hmm. so you can cinch it together so it's just like snug around your entire bag yeah almost water sealed so it's water sealed yeah exactly and it works awesome cool so had to ask because if you're ripping in in weather like that yeah where your hours on end and you get all that you know your your tent your sleeping bag your your clothes, your food, all your critical items are exposed. I mean, the water will soak in over time. Yeah, I don't care and how it waterproof did. your and bag. it did, and and it was even a mistake. With the, even with the pack cover, a little bit like no, oh no, it did not, it did not. But it did soak through that jacket, and we should not have put on our puffies under that jacket because Never. not when you're hiking, no. But we didn't think we were going to have to go that far. For one, yeah. we're like, we're just yeah. going to go around the corner and find takes a like camp five spot. Minutes to warm up, man. Okay. Like, Whereas really it was another hour and a half yeah. Yeah. of hiking, yeah. of walking slowly. I mean, we didn't sweat. I wasn't sweating. I was, you know, I took it slow you and were, all that. And there's, true, but. But it doesn't matter. It soaked through and then that down jacket got entirely sopped. Yeah. So now we don't have insulation. We have the wind coming. We have to set up this lean-to to get our bags out and get our tent out. And at this point, it's like, okay, we set up the Stone Glacier tent real quick. We set up the vestibules. We stuff all the stuff in that. It's like, we got to get in this tent. Like, I'm not going to sit in this lean-to. It's The wind's coming from every direction. It's switched up on us. So now, yeah. like, the, the lean It's raining sideways. Sideways. It's raining sideways. We're already wet. The insulation's already wet. 
So the only option at this point is to get, get in the, the tent. Mm-hmm. Get in the tent. Get in the bag before situation gets worse. Yep. With your puffies and gear on, probably. We, uh, we yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we took out the outer wet stuff. We're like stuffing uh, stuffing it under yep. the under the vestibule, and then we just like get in there, throw our stuff in there, and sit in there. You know, we learned from the first night that we didn't go shoulder to shoulder, and we went you know head mm-hmm. to toe, and mm-hmm. we end up sitting in there, and finally we're like, oh man, nice. And then at this point, I'm like, man, I hope this tent holds up because this wind is getting nautical yeah it's going to test it out and it is coming off that top of that mountain just within a force that's will just lift almost something. like a willow like rolling yeah right over that mountain like is down that mountain and just slamming like you. slamming you yeah and or and the rain mm. but man kudos to the tent man that thing was it didn't shake uh, a uh it didn't move a stake it didn't drip a, a drop of water in there even the vestibule area was was dry, so we get in there and and we actually run down to the creek and, and fill up the water. I think yeah. Jack ran down there with all the water bottles we have. Yeah, and that yeah. bladder was really and nice got, like, to have. Three gallons of water that for everybody. Three liter bladder. Yeah, the aqua pack. Yeah, that thing came in clutch. Which packs down to nothing. You have one. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's you, a three liter. In multiples of those. Yeah, and that thing's perfect. So we load it up with water. So we're like, all right, we're going to be good. If we wake up and it's nautical like this, at least we don't have to like get Coffee out and get more water. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So we sit side by side and we cook our meals. And, you know, it was. We get a rundown. So you guys cooked meals each individually no, off the vestibules or you guys boiled water together no, the, and then the way that we set it up was um daniel's side was like kind of like for a little bit more gear under his vegetable and then my side and we all had our packs in the in the covers and then mm-hmm. under our lean-to oh so um, they were not in the vestibule in the way no they were outside away from the tent, so you kind of had more vestibule Yeah, and space. then that stone glacier gotcha. vestibule we are talking about in the last, the last episode, since they do two things, like one of the things is where the poles go through the sleeves. Um, usually the sleeves are like woven, sewed onto your tent. Well, not theirs. Theirs have like a, um, like a clipping system that's probably like four inches long from the sleeves to the tent so like the rainfly is already sitting four inches off your tent mm. and then there's these pole these cross member poles that are really short that go across and kind of um create a roof a roof or an awning for your um a support for your best of you like way out like mm-hmm. maybe i don't know 18 inches out 12 inches out so you're able that, that it, the mm-hmm. vestibule is probably like twice as big the vestibule space is probably just as big between the two as the tent inside like it's pretty big vestibule it's not high but it's like wide out there yeah. and so even though the wind was where it were coming and like collapsing in you know that vestibule a little bit like i was still able to have plenty of room on my side to cook so we did all the cooking and i like i let I'm, I run real hot, so I can. I like sitting right next to the edge of the tent, and I don't need a lot of clothes. And, and, yeah. and so cooking, and then Daniel was all cozy, you know, on his side, giving Cheech's run for money. Yeah, yeah, and the wind's coming from that way too. So I was like, if I have this open, the wind's going to come running. So I'm doing my e- evening, you know, settle oh, sure, down. Sure. You know, enjoying those greens. And Enjoy- I forgot, yeah. I forgot spirits. So. 
Like I was, spirit world was not there, which would have been my kind of go-to at the moment. So you, you were in your happy place. Yeah, I was good, dude. I was, I was ch- chiefing, dude. Just full <laughs> chief off, dude. Yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna be stuck in here, wet. I'm finally dry. I got all oh, my yeah, stuff oh, off. I'll, I did the I'll full change the, out, dude. And you're all, you're all, twi- you're all curling your toes down. And it's like, Ooh, let's get yeah. And and when I go there. to sleep, I mean, as as a gear thing, we we actually should maybe do in, in the future like a what we bring kind of deal. But I like to put on those Under Armour 4.0s. Which are really really mm, tight, thick too, and thick, and I really yeah. like them for the compression. They don't even make those anymore. Man. No, they don't. These are oh. from way back, way back. Yeah. And I like to put the knee high, you know, thicker merino wools and a really dry, um, thicker merino top that I sleep in. Sure. And I only will bring that, and I only yeah. sleep in that. It's something dry to just change into when everything's fucked. Yeah, you can put that nice, warm, dry layer on yeah and get in that bag right yeah because i you know i run a down bag i run the western mountaineering alpine light bag yep and that's a down bag which you know they have the flaws if you don't get wet and so already our jackets our super down jackets which is an amazing jacket yeah um is wet from the, yeah. from from the rain and from the full day saturation so at this point i'm like well the only thing left i have is this bag that i cannot get wet so i put on my dry stuff get in the bag Jack's cooking on the side over there. The wind is is creating issues because it's you know fluttering the the vestibule as he's like trying to pour the water, and you don't want to touch that hot pan no, to, no, to the axe to the yeah, side. I'm like cracking up, shit, like dude. holding it up, mixing up the mountain houses and Heather's choices and whatever else we had. Uh, anyway, yeah. So we slept that night. You no, know. so so when we were getting ready for bed, I mean, the wind really comes on. It was already blowing before, and it is like 40, 50 plus mile an hour constant with gusts these big just gusts, it. just yeah. nailing it, nailing it hard. And I I always sleep in boxers. I always have in sleeping bags. I, like I said, I run really hot. And Daniel was like, "Well, I like to be like ready to get out of the tent in the morning, and it's real comfortable." So that night, like I. I don't wear like a lot, bring a lot of clothes on these type of hunts, um, especially pants. So I, I had just had the, like the regular. What are our Kuyu pants? The attack pants. Attacks, the attack yeah. pants. I had like my regular attack pants, which are really good pants. No, and, those are even great, just day to day pants. But they're awesome. I swear by Ibex. I mean, I know that it's like super high end, and they were like, "Oh, I'm going direct to consumer, so we're going to bring our prices down." But they really raised them by like a million percent, and they, it's like way too expensive to buy anything from them. But I do have their, um, I bring, I, I have a few pieces of their clothing that I just swear by. And one of them is their like ultra thin uh, leggings, you know, like the base layer, uh, long underwear. And so that night I warmed to bed and I was so comfy because it was so windy and I could leave my sleeping bag open just a little bit to breathe. And it just, I felt like a baby, but <laughs> I was sleeping with my head towards the wind because we had learned our lesson. Like the the morning, the, when we woke up the morning before, I was like, "Fuck this two man tent. We should have brought the TP." Oh, yeah. ne- and I have a note. I I kept a, a sheep hunting journal. Right, I've been oh, looking at on it on the phone. No, no, no. This guy me. has a legit like journal. Like he would write pages at night, which I thought was really really cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, One so way to really it, document it like in live time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that I actually that cheech comment I mentioned earlier that's written in the note because I was. <laughs> oh, I bet it is. But um, yeah, I would write <laughs> every morning during the, the whole tent during the day a couple times, like when we're spotting, and then at night. But um, oh yeah, I know. I was 
I was lonely out there. <laughs> Chad was my road dog at night, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. So the winds, I mean, yeah, it, it woke us up a couple times at night. I'm, like, thinking, like, oh, my God, dude. Is yeah. this? Like, the gust hit so hard it woke you up out of a dead sleep. Yes. Oh, it's totally. Like, <laughs> you guys were sleeping, like, 20, 30-minute intervals, probably. And then, so, like, sparked up between rolling. Because, you guys, you know, you sleep on your air pad. Your fucking hands fall asleep. You have like your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. So you're already like not sleeping great, but it's better than just the ground. And then on top of it, you've got the shots just like. Yeah. And this is the first time I've ever slept in this tent. Sure. In these conditions. No confidence in it. And like, you don't I, even I don't, know. I don't know. I was like, is this thing going to fly away? Is this these little stakes? Are they going to hold? Would the teepee have held up, dude? Because I mean. Oh, yeah, dude. The teepee would have held up. Because we had those Kenai shots came through that one time. Oh, that teepee would have held up, dude. Yeah. Would have okay. Yeah. Good I mean, it would have been doing its thing. So you know, usually, like flutter, but usually, I would. Down. We had right here. Yeah, <laughs> we had learned to sleep the opposite way, right? And so, so my head's towards the wind, and usually, like oh. I would be worried all night that my shit's gonna get wet. But you know, the bottom of the tent gets wet a little oh, bit. Oh, because it's like by your feet and like right, but, but you by can't my head because it sure. it's coming. And like what I do is like I had the little blow up pillow for the first time and partially inflated it. Um, but I've never used that before. I always use like my other clothes and roll it up nice in my sleep, my sleeping bags bag and have my own pillow. So I still did that, but then had this nice, like half inflated pillow underneath on top. And so like the night before I was all worried that my shit's going to get wet, but that stone glacier is like impenetrable. Like there wasn't any water on the inside after the first night. So the second night I was like, Oh, well we're good. So like my pro tip is when I go in the woods, I bring this super light, like $12 pair of, it's it's like a runner's headband that has Bluetooth speakers in it, and you can sleep in them. They're like super uh, flat and malleable, the speakers, so you don't even notice them, and I just listen to podcasts. So like this whole, every time the wind would pick up, I would just like, if I woke up for a second, I'd just like turn on my podcast again and turn up the volume just a little bit. And it was so fucking nice. I slept so good that or, night. Or like an audio book or just even like anything. anything. Yeah, music. Like, there was there's another well, night that happened Costco's later. Costco's got those like two packs. Oh, of these speaker things? I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, and these cost like 12 bucks. My mom gets them for me bucks. every year and I take them to Goodwill. And I'm oh, like, these I things are unbelievable. Now that I know. And I sleep yeah. in them all the time. Like if I'm camping in the art pod with the kids or whatever, like I'll listen to an audio, you know, audio book or whatever. And I run with them. But um, the one I have is on Amazon. I've had it for like five years. It's like $12. And it is like totally just awesome. I use it mountain biking and skiing yeah. and everything. That's a, that's a great tip, dude. Yeah, yeah, so that was awesome. Um, so I slept awesome. And then we wake up in the morning. Hold on. Before we get to the morning. All right. Let's oh. let's let's oh. hit the ads real quick oh, yeah. before we get to the morning. Because oh, okay. it gets exciting after no, that. No, let's do it. That let's morning. do it. Um, so we were speaking about the greens, and I do get all my greens from the Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Uh, be sure to ask the bud tender over there about their deal of the day, because honestly, there's always something good on deck. Guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com. 
Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Serrano's Mexican Grill, my personal go-to for authentic Mexican food. It's Anchorage's own new generation of casino. Recipes are inspired by their rich heritage and family know-how. All ingredients are made in-house. There's a new tequila bar on Northern Lights, and it is legit. I always get the mezcalita. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights. Legit. <laughs> it is legit. So is that Serrano's burrito on canning day. Follow their food truck location on Instagram and check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. So funny, man. All my dudes just love Jack. All of our listeners, they're my homies, man. They're just like, Jack is just the most legit dude I've ever heard. I'm like, dude, is he like... I hope they say that in a loving way. <laughs> no, they do. Like, you say it in a way that is so legit about whatever it is you're saying. They're like, legit. Like, yeah. He says it with such passion and like, it really rings true. Uh, Taylor Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling, including burst pipes, overflowing toilets, downed trees, fires, pet accidents, and vandalism. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime, day, or night. Give them a call in Anchorage at uh, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. You know, they might come in handy, man. Fall starts ripping those winds of the shats. Well, we've had some wicked nasty storms in the fall here oh, in the last yeah. decade. And, uh, yeah, down trees, all that stuff is is not uncommon. Um, let's hope it doesn't happen because try to go hunting. You never want something to happen when yeah. you're out of town. The wife's at home with the kids. Um <laughs> is that Annie? Yeah, that's Man, Annie. That threw me off. Yeah, Annie What's up, Annie? <laughs> we got Annie FaceTime. She's like, what? Us. She's coming <laughs> she, to live. Dude, she gave us a full fist pump. We right should there. call yeah, Annie sure. real quick. We can call her on this thing real quick, All Jack. Right. All right. Get her. Oh, oh, hi. What, dude? All right. Yeah, let me. Let's, let me. Uh, you can connect your phone to the roadcaster here, Jack. Okay. On Bluetooth? Yeah. Go to Bluetooth, Jack, and then uh, it'll do That's it. That's so awesome. All right, let's do <laughs> but this. But I do want to give one more shout-out to Local Greens AK. Uh, Local nice. Greens AK is located at Double Shovel off of Arctic and 58th. Local Greens is an Anchorage-based hydroponic farming company providing sustainable local produce year-round. Subscriptions are now available at Double Shovel Cider Co., or you can go to local-square.site. And just Google them or look them up on Instagram at localgreens underscore AK. And go ahead and get your subs- subscription for the wintertime so that you can start getting those greens that I find now that I crave after these hunts. It used to be pizza, and now it's yeah. like local greens. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, I, man, the move for me is to just run down to the cider real quick for a cold one and grab a bag of greens on your way home. You grab a pizza at one of your favorite places, and then, you know, Discovery. So yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's easy and, and it's good. And I said it before, those things last forever too. Yeah. So, and we made it even easier. So now like when you either, if you're coming in just to grab, you know, a bag or if you have a subscription, now we have the fridge loaded down there. So oh, you can wow, just, nice. you can just walk in and like grab your subscriptions. You don't have to even ask for anyone and you can change your subscription and just pick different bags. So like today we uh, we had rainbow shard, 
and uh, kale. Like there was a, a mustard green, uh, spicy arugula salad mix. Mm. Um, and then there is another uh, fresh like spring spring mix. All you know, all harvested today, and you could just take whatever you wanted. Um, it's pretty rad. We able to connect? Yeah, yeah. She, we should be connected. Oh, I hear. Annie, what up, girl? Hey. <laughs> oh, Annie's in the mix. Damn. Annie, I you got up? my, I oh. got my last project. She does. Oh, man. she got her hoodie on. She's there you go. It. Yeah, you're rocking it. Um, yeah. Annie, uh, we were just informing the audience that uh, your episode will be our first Patreon episode that we will be releasing here probably in the next two weeks. Um, so if you are not a Patreon yet, you are going to definitely want to get on there oh, and man. donate whatever you can so that you can listen to this amazing story. I don't want to give a lot away about oh, it. Yeah, don't, yeah. Um, don't, because dude. It's, it's like... It's pretty epic. It is, man. Like, Annie came out of nowhere with that. Like, you were on that? <laughs> we'll leave it at that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we're not going to give any details away other yeah. than it's amazing. So go in there and, and for $5, you know. Or a penny or, or a penny or, or whatever you want. Whatever you, can be, you got, man. You can Hook be a patron up. and you will be able to hear That's the, right, the, the Annie story. That's right. Hell yeah. It's a good one. How you doing down there, Annie? I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. Mm. Good to know. When you coming back up? Yep. So happy to see you guys and yeah. see you are recording right now. Yeah, yeah. perfect timing. Yeah. You, just, you just FaceTime Jack randomly? Yeah, she FaceTimed uh -huh. me a second time. So I was like, oh, I better answer this. Yeah. Well, I was sitting there chatting. I look over and I'm like, I see like some movement. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, is that Annie? Oh, yeah. On a shiny new iPhone screen? <laughs> oh, he's testing out the new iPhone. He's yeah, got. he is. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. clear and in HD, 1080. <laughs> 1080p. Looking good, girl. Looking good. Oh, yeah. No, nah, you're you're fly. You got it going on. <laughs> I need a raspberry jam recipe. Well, that's why I tell you, you know, you got to talk to mom. I don't ah. have a all right, okay. I gotta go to Mama and yeah. then Oh, we need to get her on because I do want to do a, like a jam, 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 oh jam, God, jam about jam. Yeah, I want to do a jam about jam because I'm trying to get my wife to just start making jam. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, let's do dude. this. That might be the one to get moms on here, dude. Ooh, yeah, yeah. and, and I want to do a candied jalapeno one, mm. which I, I love. Talk to yeah, she can kill it with some jam. Jackie knows. Yeah. His kids of the raspberry jam that my mom did. Yeah, there there was some uh, fish bartering, fish and wild game bartering for that jam because it's so good. <laughs> Worth it, man. Well, thanks for calling in, Annie. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll back at you, hey, Annie. We'll touch you soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Take care, Annie. So patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project sure. or just go to our website, alaskawildproject.com, and the link is down there below. That's probably the easiest place. Oh, definitely. And, and yeah. donate that up because that story is going to be on Patreon and Patreon only um, for reasons you'll know when you hear you it because it. this is not allowed to it's be worth out it. in the open. Yeah. It's, it's so worth it, man. That's like, if anything, just sign on for Patreon for one. Simple, like minimal donation, whatever it is, just like just to check it out. It might just open your eyes to what we're doing here, and it's fun. And 
like outside of us and our podcast and everything, our cast of characters and friends and network and people we know out here is amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. Like there's like there's gonna be years of this where there is just gonna be unbelievable amounts of characters and people and personalities and stories and things they're gonna come out and Annie is like the tip of the iceberg yeah. of like what all this is it's not just hunting and fishing and hiking and Alaskan outdoors man it's like so much more in terms of like the the network and the like the roots of like what all this is for all of us and all the guests and people we're going to have that are intertwined with this. Yeah. They want to jump on board and be part of this with us. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. just like a yeah. awesome And, and her, and her stories yeah. can only be told on Patreon because Patreon is one of those things where it's like you can only be a member to hear mm-hmm. it. I mean, I, I don't want to say it's like a, like a my only fans thing where it's like, okay, only these people can see these certain things. No. You know, or hear these certain things, you can only get it as a subscription because some things you can't put on YouTube, some things you can't put on Apple, you can't put on Spotify, and this is one of those stories that you can't. So it has to be like a special outlet, which Patreon is. Yep. Oh, and there's more. Yeah, there's more. Oh, yeah, there's more. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be high-performing and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. 
Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com.